Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, on the app at abq.fm, and on the TV at rockoftalk.tv. 550-5500, kicking off uh, Hell Week here. I will be doing uh, all the live inaugural blogging that will be going on. I should say blogging. I think what it's going to be is just me and my commentary, Didad Muska in the Kiva there with Rudy Grande. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. Uh, Are we all here? Are we all safe? The great non-domestic terror attack of Santa Fe 2021. Did we survive it, ladies and gentlemen? Did we? <laughs> right. Uh, it's pretty incredible what's going on. Um, we're going to get into all of it. Uh, we'll talk about the FBI vetting the National Guard. <laughs> yeah, this is real, folks. This is the, the... It couldn't get worse, but I say I sort of knock on wood because I know that it will. Uh, everything that we've told you about and everything that could happen, bad that has happened, has happened. And it is like watching a slow-moving car wreck. And unfortunately, most of you are participating in, I would say, the bad parts. Now, I'm not getting down on you or coming down on you. It's just that you've been conditioned for so long with what to do. And so you sort of just sort of fall into it. And we've got to prevent you from going into that direction. We've got to help you. Um, it's going to be a tough week. Uh, it's going to be a tough year. I would not be looking forward to an optimistic year. As tough as 2021 or 2020 was, uh, 2020 is going to be even worse. Uh, I want to talk about FBI vetting the National Guard troops, front page of the uh, Albuquerque Journal. Uh, that's right there. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that? Did I say that? Did I say that? Uh, really bad coverage. I don't know what to say about half the stuff that is is happening, but we also need to talk about um, some of the newsroom bias that's going on. Mark Ronchetti, uh, getting hit, of all things, for being a Trump supporter. <laughs> the last thing he was uh, during his U.S. Senate run, the Trump supporter. We'll also, I think, cover whether or not he was really a candidate. Uh, if you could just kind of go back to your old job, and did you really risk anything? Well, I'm giving up the one greatest thing in my life. So I, I'll definitely want to uh, talk about that. Uh, media consumption habits. Got to talk about that today, Uh, and we also need to talk about you. You guys need to vent. You need to get it off your chest. Keep it clean. The delay is on, so don't worry. Um, This is about helping you, especially getting through this week, uh, being here for you. Uh, The bills have all been proposed. Oh, Virgin Galactic, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about talking about uh, (laughs) the failure to launch uh, down south. But let's start first with what's happening in Washington, D.C. And I'm getting a lot of alarmist calls. A lot of people are calling in, texting me. They're like, well, get ready tonight. Donald Trump's going to be on this show. I can't watch Newsmax. I'm sorry. The people are, are butt ugly. They are just ugly. Then I flip it on over OAN, more ugly. I, I liked my pretty girls on Fox News. I apologize for saying that, but there you go. No, I don't, I don't apologize for anything. It's absolutely ridiculous what I'm seeing from Newsmax, OAN, and what's happened is the conservative movement is just completely fragmented, and all you guys are out there selling the latest thing that you heard. Oh, I'm getting off of Facebook, but yet you're all still on Facebook. Okay, you're all on Twitter. You're you're all there. Okay, that's fine. 
You guys can keep your, I'm going to keep looping you in. I'm going to keep broadcasting out to Facebook and Twitter until they ban me because I got to bring more people into what we're talking about here. Uh, so many downloads of the app. So thank you for all of that. <laughs> but it's incredible to me when we're getting our news from places that we're not sure that they also don't have the heavy bias. As far as social media platforms are concerned, it's over. Uh, MeWe was invented by some guy from here. That's the only thing that I'm hearing that is somewhat okay. But they own you. These social media platforms, you've given them all your information. You've talked to all of these people. And uh, you've created your relationships, your social networks. And, and I don't feel bad for a lot of people who said, well, you know, they're supposed to preserve our First Amendment rights. No, they're not. They have no responsibility to you to preserve your First Amendment rights. And if, if that's your First Amendment muscle, uh, Jack and uh, Zuck, I'll love to finish that sentence, then you don't have a First Amendment muscle. It's that simple. You don't have a First Amendment muscle. The conservatives have the strongest social media network known to man. It is known as talk radio. Do you remember when Air America failed? Do you remember that? You had uh, that Minnesota senator congressman, the one that was grabbing, uh, who never resigned, if I'm not mistaken, Al Franken. Didn't Al Franken, I don't think he ever resigned. He said he was going to resign. The media buried it, said, yeah, 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 say you're going to resign, but then don't resign and come out. Us conservatives, led by one Rush Limbaugh, led by Sean Hannity, and here locally led by me, we have the strongest social media network. Did you hear what Rush said? Did you hear what Sean said? Did you hear what Eddie said? Did you hear what uh, Dowd said? Did you hear what anybody said with it? We can talk. Did you hear what Alex Jones said yesterday? Did you hear that? Forget what the mainstream media, forget what people think about you. What other people think about you is none of your business. Forget what they think about you and think more for yourself and don't apologize for your selections, your values, who you vote for, what you stand up for. I want you to continue to stand up, and I want you to also understand how to do so responsibly on your own two feet, and to also make sure that you aren't creating a target for yourself or for other people, as is the case of Corey Griffin. I'll talk about him as well. That's about the worst thing I've, I've heard. I've talked to Coy, but let me say, that's about the worst thing I heard what happened with him. And we'll, we'll get into that, I believe, that... Uh, Young man, uh, the Dow 3000 has the write-up on that. So I'd like to know under what charges a man got seized yep, from got the FBI. So we're going to get in, into that. I know you're going through a very difficult time politically. I know you don't know where to run. I know these things. But yet you're all here listening to me today. Okay? For those of you that are here, for those of you who say, well, no, I'm going to stay with you, Eddie. You know, you've showed us through... You know that you couldn't see six mass, uh, months pass. You've taken us through the summer. You were the one trying to impeach people at, the, at, at MLG at the beginning. We appreciate you, Eddie. We support you. We support your station. Do you hear me complaining? Do you hear me complaining about getting deplatformed? Oh, you're no longer on FM. Oh, you're no longer here. You're no longer. Do you think I worry about that? I don't. I'm way ahead. I'm planning way ahead on all this stuff. That's important. You guys are going to be so excited for what you're, what you're about to see here over the next week and a half. But that's a restart. You are here. We meet here at 4 o'clock on AM 1600. This is where we've been for the last nine and a half years. 
That's important. This will be our 10th year. They don't mess with me very much, and for good reason. We're smart. We write well. We speak well. We're informed. We care. We're passionate. We know what our rights are. We aren't going to give up. That's the most important thing you can do. You have to be able to see through the top-of-the-hour news. You have to be able to see through this ridiculous newspaper here, okay? this You have to see through this. I'm just picking this up on the front because nobody reads it. Everyone's like, election's done. I don't have to pick up the paper anymore. I'm good. And, and people understand that everybody is burnt out on politics, okay? So we're not going to turn this all into politics 24-7. All right. There's a lot of other things to do, like live our lives, get our businesses back, get our schools back, get all these things back. And and it's all going to come down to you one by one at the very lowest levels, the precinct level, the ward level. What can I do in my community, in my neighborhood? I haven't talked to people. Well, you don't have to friend them on. I'm going to go friend my next door neighbor on Facebook. No, uh, walk over there, knock on the door, ask them how they're doing, bake, bake them a cake. Remember when people used to bake, bake each other a cake, a pie? Oh, this is my mother's favorite. This is my grandmother's favorite. That's what you got to start doing. Because people are scared because they have been screened to death. And I don't mean at the TSA. I mean all they do is stare at screens all day long, and they're not processing information. They're not reading. They're not writing. They're expecting that Donald Trump is somehow going to save himself. If I hear another message and another text or another email that sends, well, here it is, the 11th hour. Donald Trump is playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. Please stop. Just stop it. You don't have to get yourself into hopeful thinking. And the worst thing you can do, I mean, I remember when somebody sold my grandmother, my nana, my tata, and they're the most welcoming, very optimistic people. You know, they like to, you know, talk with people and someone comes knocking on their door. They come and they see them, door-to-door salesmen. And I remember my dad, uh, and it's I'm going to get choked up thinking about my dad and my, my grandparents on this because my nana and my tata let, let a vacuum sales cleaner uh, guy come in. And all of a sudden, he's, 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 he's got his all-sales kit. He's got this, and he's showing up, and he's got the new TriStar vacuum. Well, you know, my Nana is just, you know, she doesn't want to be rude. She doesn't want to push anybody out of the house or anything. So she starts listening to the man, and he's a good salesperson. You know, he knows how to just kind of break through some of the obstructions. And then he essentially tells my Nana, says, well, are you ready to go ahead and buy one of these things? And I believe it was like 1989 or 88, something like that. It was a TriStar vacuum. It was like $1,100. And she signed on the dotted line eleven hundred dollar vacuum. And my, I saw you know my my dad came over and my, I, he she wasn't know what to do. She didn't know how to say no. She didn't know how to shut them out. She didn't know how to say no, 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 no. We're not we're not we're not going to listen to this. I'm going to choose for myself. I'm going to do my own thing. She signed and she had to buy that vacuum. She was literally obligated. At this point, many of you are literally obligating yourselves to the mainstream news media. You're like, well, that was my habit, the journal or wherever you're getting. And then everybody else is taking advantage of you, too. They're like running to you and look, look, come here. Channel 4, 7 and 13, they're doing the very same things. I'll talk about them a little bit more in detail in the broadcast. But trust us, see us. We're on your side. We're here for you. The, the fact of the matter is nobody has been on your side. 
Everybody is looking to take advantage of you the entire time. Yet we here at the radio station, because we are you, we've been doing everything we can to pull back the curtains, hold the people accountable. This is the fourth estate. This is what happens. Media is supposed to hold the politicians accountable. Okay, let's hold them accountable. Let's see what they're made of. Let's test it. You know, you want to talk about being unfair? My, my whole radio station was pulled off the air at the end of November. And you know what I was told? And, and the video was literally from, I guess one of the videos was from KRQE, Channel 13. One of their cameras was out there. And they said, you, you can't use that, camp. You can't use that. You didn't ask us permission. Well, nobody asked permission to break in and shut me down for a week either, did they? And I had to just sit there and take it. And here we are. Your country is being taken from you, and now you have to sit there and take it. You can't say anything. You can't object. You can't say that you voted for the other guy. You can't say that the election was unfair. That's banned. If you're against this president, you're banned off of this social media uh, uh, publisher. You're off of this social media publisher. Understand that this is the world. You have to sit there and take it. But here's what you don't have to take. You don't have to take it lying down. You don't have to sit in, in place. You get up and you do something about it. And there's a million things that you can do. A million little, little pieces of civil disobedience that you don't have to let everybody in the know, everybody in the world know that you're doing. And no, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to wear my mask. I'm going to run out there and do it. Somebody told me to wear my mask. I literally will put it in front of my face, walk in the door because I'm going to go ahead and get done what I need to get done. And you're not going to stand in my way and I'm not going to have to listen to you. Just little things that you can do and then pull it right off and I'm fine. I'm going to go about and live my life. And that's what we need to start doing. Now these National Guardsmen who have volunteered or, yeah, made the choice in their life to give their life for their country. And this is what is so incredible to me. And nobody is saying a word about it. Not one person. Nobody hears all. the FBI. I'm trying to think of, well, if the president's not in charge, if President Donald Trump's not in charge, and we sure as hell know that Joseph Biden isn't going to be in charge when he's president. Well, who is really in charge? Well, as you're looking at it, you're like, well, I don't know. I get, who's, who's telling the FBI to go vet the National Guard troops? The guys who are wearing our, their, our uniforms, standing up for our country, protecting you, protecting the Capitol? No, no. They're going to go and vet them. They're going to go through the political profiles. They're going to go through the party registration. They're going to go through any of the connections and the purchases that they've made, if they bought ammo, guns, whatever groups they might be a part of, and they're going to start vetting these National Guard troops. These are people that are supposed to be protecting this country, but I'm hearing from other people and some quote-unquote Q people, I guess. I don't know. What are they saying? Well, there's going to be an uprising between uh, amongst uh, the National Guard people. They're going to save us there at the end. That, that's what those 23 and the other group is saying. Well, no, no, they're there to protect because they're trying to protect Washington, D.C. and Joseph Biden and the Democrats from any attack on the Capitol that, that nobody seems to know that there's anybody even going to Capitol. How do you reason that we're all locked at home 
We all need to make money. We all have to go to work. We have to do all of these things that we're supposed to be doing. How do you reason any of this? And then all of a sudden say, somehow we're going to go ahead and take over the Capitol. We're going to take over Washington, D.C. While we're staying at home, while we're doing what we're told, while we have to have social distancing, while we're now, you know, we can let people in the borders, but we can't go around the rest of this country. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? This is a tough week to stomach. I'm not going to promise you we're going to get through it that evenly because we're not. Some of you are going to suffer more than others. Some of you don't have probably the mental and emotional balance at this point. And a lot of us are at the tipping point because of what we're seeing. When you see injustice, when you see things that are unfair, when you see that what you're getting isn't right, sometimes, sometimes we have to let it finish and then we can move in the other direction. They know. And I I really do believe in this gathering up through many of these back channels. And no, don't use your social media. That ain't going to work. These back channels are in your neighborhoods. These are people that you know. These are reaching out to people, picking up the phone, reaching out to your contacts. Start thinking about those types of things because those are all going to come into play come the first week of the Joe Biden administration. And let me tell you the most egregious thing. It's not just the FBI vetting the National Guard troops and the fact that there's 23,000 that are there and they themselves are getting treated as criminals. I mean, this is like, well, this is the North Korean army. (laughs) We've got to go through all these guys. The, The worst part about it is the advancement of the Democrat executive orders from Joe Biden that are sung in unison with the media. 4, 7, and 13, they're saying, well, Joe Biden has uh, executive orders. He's going to present a number of executive orders, 100 days of masking. Here's what's going to happen. Haven't we already been through enough? Why are they not challenging that? We're going to have federal rollout and regulations on the reopening of business? Is this what we voted for? Did anybody say, hey, you know what? Joe Biden, when he become, if we vote for him, he's going to have 100 days of masking Also, in addition, the reason why I want to vote for Joe Biden is because he's going to have a federal rollout of reopening our business. That's really what we want. That's really what we need, right? He's going to make sure that every single person is vaccinated. Like, none of these things, there's not even Democrats who voted for that. Do you think Democrats voted and they said, well, you know what? I'm voting for Joe Biden. He's really strong on masking, and he's going to want 100 days of masking, so I'm going to vote for him. No, no, nobody said, (laughs) I can guarantee you there's not one Democrat who said that. The only reason people voted for, for Joe Biden is because he wasn't Donald Trump. And even then, we still got to get to this. This whole thing could have prevented in the first place had Republicans and conservatives and you out there somewhere would have wanted a higher value out of our voting, more voter integrity. Know what's in the machines, who owns the machines, what's in the machines, when are they voting, what are the rules. They move these rules all over the place. There was so many moving parts, and the Democrats played it to the T, and they played it to win. And we sat there and thought, you know what? Oh, yeah, make America great again, and we're going to go ahead and win. I'm there. I'm right there with you. We were making America great, but we know that we can't trust it. You want to know why? Because... The devil is in the details. The devil is in the details, and they went after every single detail, from the media to your social media 
to the voting machines, to the rules and regulations regarding the voting, to the health officials in each and every state, and to the governors in each one of those states, which basically had the same edict and the double standard, let us not forget. Can you imagine if they would have sent in the National Guard? You can't send the National Guard to Portland. You can't send the National Guard to Seattle. You can't send the... But what are they doing? They sent all the National Guard because one person was shot by somebody from within the Capitol. Three others had a medical condition. We had a police officer who had a heart attack two days later. But the news media leads with what? Five people were killed. Five people were killed on the riots, on the mob. How do we handle it? Look at this. Look at the front page of the paper. Look at this propaganda. This is this is Vladimir Lenin all over the place. Racing the mob, facing the mob. Dr. Martin Luther King had a lesson that applies in our times. Really now? You call that a mob? I saw people taking pictures. I saw people going about their business. I saw how many conservative rallies? If you look at all the Trump rallies that were happening across, you tell me one that resulted in one death before the Capitol. You can't name one. You can't think of one. But you know what happened in Minneapolis, Chicago, Portland, Seattle, St. Louis? You know, and you can name them. So, not trying to charge you guys up, but we've got to get through some issues about the turnaround and how you can help. You need, I'm not going to use the word boycott, What's what's the opposite of love? Somebody told me this. What's the opposite of love? Dow, do you know? Uh, it's commonly said indifference, right? That's correct. Yeah, that's the that's the phrase. And I and I think this is the important takeaway here. I hope I say this right. If you're if you care for things and you're passionate about things, that's your focus. Keep your focus on those things. And affirm only those things. Okay? Don't go out and be a jackass. Don't run out into the middle of, you know, everywhere and say, well, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. Rah, rah, here we go. Okay, I'm all for flying Trump flags and Trump stickers and all that. Don't go rub it in people's face or anything like that because it's not coming back. All right? So don't worry about that. There isn't no one that's going to save us in the 11th hour here. Be passionate about the people that you love, the issues that you care about. Get involved. And everybody else, ignore. Ignore them. Don't say a negative word. Don't say word one. We need to inspire. We need to move forward in a better direction. But we can't do that if we're making ourselves targets all the time. And that's, by and large, what we have been doing. We've been creating targets because we haven't controlled the media. And we've got to build our own media, too. I've had a huge part in building that. You can see right there on the bottom, Amazon Fire, Roku TV, Rock of Talk TV. You've got SoundCloud. You've got Stitcher all right there. All of these places where you can get our stuff. You can download our app. I'm building the media. I'm doing my responsibility. And I hope that you share that. And instead of you guys saying, well, I don't want to listen to that other radio station. Well, why are you listening? Why do you come onto my radio station to tell me what you're hearing other places? Do you think I actually honestly care about them? I don't. I have a different product. I have a different thing. I, well, I'm not going to go ahead and listen to that anymore. Or, or I don't, I, I'm, you know what? I, Facebook is banning me again. I got a text today. The guy's like, well, I got thrown out of this Facebook group. Like, 
Why are you focused on that? Just come here. Here's it. Stop it. If you're getting treated bad, why are you complaining about getting treated bad? Just leave the relationship there. Just move away. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Just move away entirely. So you don't have to do that anymore. So you don't have to put up with the abuse and the crap that you've been. You sat there and you trusted a, a, a nerd who stole the company from his, his best friend, Edward Sever, uh, Severin. And Mark Zuckerberg, or you take Jack Dorsey, a guy who meditates, I guess, in his underwear in the mountains of God knows where. And you're entrusting them with your most personal information, your comments and everything else. And I think that is probably Trump's only regret in the midst of all this is that he leveraged and used and brought 88 and a half million followers with him. To Twitter. Twitter was not that. Why did Twitter become so popular? Twitter became popular because of. 45, because of President Trump. People weren't interested in Twitter. Twitter was like kind of a throwaway social media. Then Donald Trump became interested in getting his word out himself without the bias from the media, and he tweeted and tweeted and tweeted and tweeted, and suddenly everyone's like, well, I got to get a Twitter account. The president's tweeting. It would have been better had he owned that. Sure, we can say, well, it would have been better if they would have respected the office of the president. It would be better if he didn't get banned. It would be, you know, free speech and all that stuff. But it's not a platform. It is a publisher. Twitter publisher. They can cut you off. Facebook publisher. They can cut you off. Know the rules. Get out. Rumble or whatever it's called, parlor. You know, hopefully they'll get back on their feet. But honestly, are you going to trust them when they can go ahead and deplatform you? You don't need that. I asked these guys before they took off today or on Friday, I said, you know, what are you going to do? You're not going to know what to do because you're not on social media. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to read. I'm bored. In the middle of the night, I got to get in the middle of everybody's business. Oh, wow. Someone is is having a hard time getting through the night, complaining about their boyfriend, about their girlfriend, about their husband. Oh, she must be really going off the deep end. He must be really going off the deep end. Drama, 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 drama. Nothing that you need. Exactly zero thing in Maslow's hierarchy of needs are satisfied by anything provided by something called a social media account. Exactly zero. So you don't need that. Okay? This is a program that starts and ends. You can digest it. You can listen. You can watch. You can share it. And then you go on with your life to go do the things that you need to do. I don't need to be the focus. Your governor doesn't need to be the focus. Politicians don't need to be the focus. We've made government we made politicians, we've made policy, we've made all these things way too damn important in our own lives. And maybe it's because we're bored and we just don't have enough to do. I know you have enough to do. I know we all have enough to do. So let's start. We'll hit the reset button ourselves. Let's start here as day one. And we're going to say no more. We don't want your biased media coming at us. We don't want your anti-American non-support of the president then turning around and telling us we need to unify anymore. We don't want to put up with you. If you're someone who's negative in my life, I want to move away from that drama altogether. If you're a product that's negative in my life, I want to move away from that drama altogether. If you're a television personality, someone I've been too fixated on, I want to move away from that altogether. You are entitled to your own life, your opinions, not entitled to your own facts. And you're entitled to go ahead and pr pursue anything that you want in this life without the encumbrances of government or regulation or anything else. I just want to do whatever I possibly can to get you your lives back. 
get you guys back to square one to where things were good. Unfortunately, I'm thinking about that, and that is a hell of a mountain to climb. It is so much work. All I can think of, I'm, t- I'm, not, even, I'm not even lying about this, Doug. I think of the amount of work that needs to be done, and it, it, it literally exhausts me thinking about <laughs> yes, that. I was thinking after the election about a weekend, I said, okay, so we lost this election. How much work are we going to have to do? Well, I didn't realize like we were going to have to do so much work, especially after the Senate. We managed to lose the presidency, the House, the Senate, and if they stack the courts, we lose the judiciary. Do you realize how much work that's going to take? And I just hope that my kids don't have to do any of that work. I just want them to be able to uh, hand off to them here in about 20, 25 years a world that's going to work for them, mm. a, one, a world in which they can be free and be who they want to be in the way that the founders of this country originally envisioned it and what they escaped from. We'll also talk about CD1 today. I'll talk about that uh, as well. All right. Sorry for the long open. That's just me talking to you. We're going to get you through this week. I'd love to hear all your feedback today. We'll see if you guys are on the chat today. And, yes, there is the chat. Uh, you guys are popping in. That's uh, kind of exciting today. I'd like to see all of you guys, you know, get involved. We'll put your chat up right there. There it is. Let's see who's uh, commenting here this afternoon. We'll get all your, your chats that are coming in. Oh, I guess I have to have that on all the time for them to all pop in. But we'll get the hang of it. Uh, in the meantime, we'll take a quick break. Go to Rock of Talk. TV, rockoftalk.tv, so you can uh, watch us live right there. Don't forget you can listen on the radio station, AM 1600 KIVA. You can download the app, or you can also watch us on TV at abq.fm as well. All right, 436, back and forth. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. It's Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary celebration. Okay, try this. Get up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel during Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary. Hmm, better. Davis Kitchens is New Mexico's first choice in kitchen remodeling, and it is our 25th anniversary celebration. Oh, with up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel. Well, you know what you like. Davis Kitchens, Manal and Eubank. Terms and conditions apply. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Casals at the Vision Store. So many of you are worried about changes in your vision. At the Vision Store, we are available for routine, urgent, and emergent eye care, red eyes, broken glasses, and contact lenses. We carry a wide array of frame styles in our showroom to choose from, including sunglasses and anti-reflective lenses. Come see us Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 to 6, and Wednesday from 8 to 1. Come see what you haven't seen in a while at the Vision Store in Bernalillo. Call for an appointment today at 771-EYES. That's 771-3937. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. All right, let's put things together. <clears throat> I'm going to start with the weather. It's already starting to get cold. we got that little winter storm moving through. Tomorrow, a good chance of snow. <clears throat> right now, I will tell you, I'm just going to give you the feels-like temperatures. 49 degrees at Haynes Park in Rio Rancho, 51 at Ridgecrest Park, and 53 at the Rock of Talk. Now, as far as traffic, you got an accident on the 528th, Pat Diarco at 19th Street. Now, that crash is really hurting that southbound trip almost from Sarah, and it's going to stay tight just that whole stretch in front of Intel. If you're getting off the uh, freeway, I-25 southbound at Lomas, get ready. That's packed in tight uh, basically from Mountain over to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, some road construction at Lomas is part of the reason for that. This traffic report is brought to you by Monte Cigar Shop. San Mateo, just north of Comanche. Now, the biggest humidor in the southwest. We say it again, biggest humidor in the southwest. You say, well, what difference does that make? It means that they can control the temperatures, creating the largest selection of blends, and that gives you great selection in prices. Monte Cigar Shop also has tobacco and classy pipes. Monty Cigar Shop, San Mateo, just north of Comanche. All right, we're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 441 here in the Kiva on AM 1600 KIVA on the app at abq.fm and on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. Uh, we're not searchable on Roku until tomorrow, just so you know, but it is up, so you could get to it and. Thanks uh, for all the good comments. We're putting them right there. I need to start off with that to begin with. 
while we all work today, government employees got a paid day off. That's from uh, Stefan Volk. Uh, certainly that, Stefan. That's a uh, pretty shame. Uh, Jerry says FDR had 100, and day, 100 days in 1933, and four major uh, terms in the New Deal were found to be unconstitutional two years later. I don't know about that or what he's referencing, but be more specific. Pretty good. Uh, Eddie, vet the FBI since they conspired to bring down a sitting president and then hiring a former FBI head, Mueller, to look into the FBI, then the likes of Comey. Who would vet them? Vet the vetters, then vet them, and then them. <laughs> I remember, of course, that uh, great movie, uh, Enemy of the State. Well, who's, you know, who's checking the, the, the people who are checking us? Who watches the watchers? There you go. Uh, why are we listening if treated bad? Exactly. Uh, there's no reason. If you should be respected at all times. Remember, I don't screen phone calls. So when you call in, I don't like everyone saying, well, you know, you're, you're this, you didn't like, I didn't, you've never heard me do any of that stuff. Um, I agree. Kristen said, I'm not sure what. Uh, let's see. We've got our kids' futures are very important. That's the only thing that's important to me. That's it right there. That's all we have, you know. That won't let me post a link, but KRQ had an article regarding New Mexico wants to open a state bank. I saw that. I didn't read the article. Uh, somebody gave me a call yesterday. I think it was actually, I think it was my dad. He says, yeah, I think they want to uh, open a state bank. Yeah, that's what we need to give the government even more of our money. Um, let's see. Uh, also a conspiracy of silence by not covering any bad news on any Democrat. Where's Hunter and who's the big guy? Coming soon, y'all. Coming soon. Uh, failure to launch down south. And then Jim's uh, ensuring that we have good flag etiquette here. So I think I have the flag hung wrong is that correct doubt i from the where my vantage point i guess i have it does that look wrong to you reverse i appreciate yeah. that jim shimelik hopefully i get that right in the american flag i'll change it around uh but any of those things that you guys uh, recommend we of course take all those things uh, into uh, consideration um i'll read more of your comments in the uh, to start the next uh, segment but Dowd, what did they report on coy griffin we know that he was taken into Custody, according to Edmundo Carrillo, I'm just reading straight from the journal, being lazy. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, a county commissioner who said there would be blood running out of the U.S. Capitol building on Inauguration Day. Yeah. Was arrested Sunday in Washington for his alleged role in the riots at the Capitol earlier this month. Just not a smart thing to say. There's going to be blood running in the streets. Yeah. We're uh, going to take back the, the country. You know, I'll be there with my uh, AR. Or I'll be there with money. But honestly, should he have been arrested for what he said and it reflecting on everyone else? If this was a different time and if the Democrats weren't able to to really play up what they have been doing uh, or play this whole thing up, this is just adding ammo or fuel to the fire uh, for them. FBI spokesman Frank Fisher said Coy Griffin was detained Sunday afternoon. He, he was arrested. That Even that's incorrect. Detained, it means they just hold you. Right. You know, arrested, and they took him in. He's arrested. Who then notified the FBI. Griffin had a warrant for his arrest for a charge of knowingly entering on remaining any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority. The charge stems from his alleged involvement in the January 6th riots. It was not clear Sunday evening. I mean, they sound like the Santa Fe prison riots uh, back in the 70s that all these people die, uh, uh, died. So, Dowd, uh, tell us what... What what went down in the official arrest report? Yeah, I mean, I have the statement of facts from the Capitol Police officer working with the FBI. Uh, they've gone after Mr. Griffin. And uh, interesting stuff. On January 9th, the FBI received a tip 
that Mr. Griffin was present at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. Of course, we all know about the insurrection on January 6th. Uh, and it posted videos to his Facebook page, uh, again, when we're talking about social media, uh, social media getting us in trouble, indicating that he intended to return to Washington, D.C. on January 20th and put the American flag on House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's desk. Through investigation, the FBI and this detective, again, this is a Capitol Police officer, uh, learned that Mr. Griffin is the founder, I mean, they can't go, guys, evil organization, the founder of an organization called Cowboys for Trump. Cow- Cowboys for the President just, of the United States. Just, just being a member, you know, he's guilty, guilty. Uh, following the incident at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, uh, Coy Griffin posted a video for Cowboys for Trump on, of course, the Facebook page in which he stated that he, quote, climbed up on the top of the Capitol building and had a first row seat, close quote. In that same video, which has been removed from the Facebook page, he went on to state his intention to return. And, and here's the quote. You want to say that was a mob? You want to say that was violence? No, sir. No, ma'am. We could have uh, had a Second Amendment rally on those same steps that we had that rally yesterday. You know, and if we do, then it's going to be a sad day because there's going to be blood running out of that building. But at the end of the day, you mark my word, we will plant our flag on the desk of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Donald J. Trump if it boils down to it. Okay, that uh, was the Facebook posting on January 11th. That'd be a week ago today. Special agents from the FBI interviewed Coy Griffin about his actions on January 6th. He reported that he went to Washington. Okay, to so that they interviewed him after the fact. After the fact, yeah. And they didn't arrest him then. No, nope, no. Nope. So what changed from the 11th until his arrest? Uh, he stated he had traveled with a man named Matt Strzok, who runs media for the Cowboys uh, for Trump organization. Uh, Coy Griffin told agents that he expected the event to be peaceful, and that largely was. He stated when he arrived at the Capitol, there was already a large crowd forming uh, around the barricades. Stated he was caught up, quote unquote, uh, in the crowd, which pushed its way through the barricades and entered the restricted area of the U.S. Capitol. Uh, he said that neither he nor Mr. Strzok, again, this is Matt Strzok, who runs media for Cowboys for Trump, uh, entered the U.S. Capitol building at any time. And instead, they both remained on the U.S. Capitol steps. Boy Griffin stated that police never asked him to leave the area and he exited the U.S. Capitol grounds peacefully. Finally, uh, Mr. Griffin stated he plans to return to Washington, D.C. for the rally on January 20th and hopes the protest will be non-violent, telling special agents that he hopes a change in leadership can be accomplished, quote, without a single shot being fired, close quote, but noted that there was, quote, no option that's off the table for the sake of freedom, close quote. So that's... uh, All uh, right, so let me jump into this and sort of pick this apart. First, uh, on the face of it, honestly, did Coy Griffin say anything wrong? The answer is clearly nothing that he said was wrong. Did he incite violence? No. He foreshadowed that potentially it could happen. He did not say that he was going to be the one to perpetuate or perpetrate the violence. He said that he was going to show up with, I believe, an American flag and go into the Capitol. Is that correct? Yep, yep. That's, that's what I heard. Okay. These are just things that I'm hearing. So the official police report doesn't have anything to suggest that he actually committed any crime other than the fact that his speech was a problem because it insinuated that there was going to be something that was happening, but it didn't ever say that it said that he was going to do it. He just said he was going to return the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Was there any comments about whether or not he was armed when he was arrested? Did, was he picked up with any, uh, we'll call it weapon, right? We'll call it weapon. Was he picked up with any weapon to your knowledge? Uh, I don't think so. I, in, uh, there's a lot more in this complaint we, we can get to because we sure. gonna, we have to get into the. They did a media analysis looking at videos of where Mr. Griffin was located based on uh, 
the video versus what he, where he said he was. Okay, let's um, do that. So that, that's where we get into the federal charges. Uh, I don't think any, nothing about the gun yet, any gun yet. Uh, special agents from the FBI, again, this is, this is the FBI either in New Mexico or coming to New Mexico talk, talking about one of thousands and thousands of people who were at in Washington that day. So they also interviewed Strzok. I guess this is again, Matt Strzok. He's, he's in charge of media operations for Cowboys for Trump. Uh, he traveled with Mr. Griffin to Washington. Mr. Strzok said that following the rally, he and Griffin moved towards the U.S. Capitol and saw people, quote, where they shouldn't be, close quote, pushing past barriers and up onto the platform deck in front of the U.S. Capitol. Uh, Strzok stated that he and uh, Coy climbed up the U.S. Capitol wall and onto the patio of the U.S. Capitol's west front, uh, then stated that as he and Coy got closer to the U.S. Capitol, there were people all around them scaling additional walls, but they decided they would not do that. Instead, a door opened, which gave them access to the top stairs and the outside deck of the U.S. Capitol via a temporary staircase. They got up on the wall to face the crowd and were able to borrow a bullhorn to lead the group in a prayer. Uh, Mr. Strzok stated that he and Coy remained up on the deck for approximately an hour and a half and left unprompted when they smelled pepper spray in the air. Strzok stated that neither he nor Coy had, quote, malicious intent, close quote, but acknowledged that they may have committed some, quote, minor trespassing, close quote, onto the steps of the U.S. Capitol. Struck provided to the FBI. Wait, wait, so they're, they're stating uh, this Matt Struck is not media savvy enough for me. Uh, he's stepping all over himself. Yep. yep. Uh, so he's willfully committing himself to the fact that he may have committed some sort of trespass yep. based upon his ascension of Capitol stairs. Is yeah. that is that uh, a temporary here? staircase uh, and then they borrowed a bullhorn and they led the crowd. Yeah, in I got that in the yeah. prayer. I got all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But but his his admission. OK, keep going. OK, uh, Mr. Strzok, again, the, it was taking the video, provided the FBI with the footage that he had taken again on January 6th during the incident. According to special agents from the FBI, the video footage provided by Mr. Strzok is consistent with videos posted on the Cowboys for Trump Facebook page. OK, uh, as well as Mr. Griffin's personal Facebook page. So the videos that ostensibly they were rested upon were videos that they posted themselves to their own Facebook page. Right. Uh, I guess Got it. allegedly incriminating themselves. Okay. Uh, now here we get into in this document, there's a bunch of screen captures of these videos. The below picture is a still image taken from an ABC seven news story about Griffin's participation in the incident at the Capitol. Okay. In the image, Griffin is standing on the West front of the U S Capitol steps. Well, within the, here we go. Restricted area. In well, the video, within, that means that he is in the safe zone, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, the area that, that these people, I think most of these people didn't even know they were violating some restriction. In the video, Mr. Griffin says, uh, quote, it is a great day for America. The people are showing that they've had enough. Uh, people are ready for fair and legal elections. Or this is what you were going to get. You're going to get more of it. Uh, in another media story by Inside Edition, I believe that's the old Bill O'Reilly show. Uh, Griffin was interviewed about his participation in the incident at the Capitol. The news segment contained video footage of Griffin standing in the same location on the U.S. Capitol steps and stating, quote, we're not going anywhere. We're not going to take no for an answer. We're not going to get our election stolen from us from China, close quote. During his subsequent interview, a reporter asked, asks Griffin about the comments he posted on Facebook, stating there might be blood running out of the U.S. Capitol. He responded, quote, I am more afraid of losing my freedom than anything, close quote. At another point, Griffin also states, quote, we are not going to allow it. There will never be a Biden presidency, close quote. A second still image below, which was obtained from a video posted to Griffin's personal Facebook page. Here we go again. Shows him addressing the crowd with a bullhorn in the same general lo location on the U.S. Capitol steps. 
Additional still images taken from the Facebook video, uh, as well as from the ABC7 news, ABC news story, show his proximity to the U.S. Capitol as the videographer pans away from Griffin. Once again, although the crowd control barriers are not visible to, uh, to, due to the large crowd, his location on the west-facing steps of the U.S. Capitol was well within the all restricted right, area. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going crazy, but is there anything else? Well, here's the here's what they're charging you with. Well, we'll, we'll okay, get, we'll, well get to let's get to let's, let's get to the let's get because yep. honestly, this is just making me angry because I have yet to hear as to why Coy Griffin should be arrested for okay. any reason. Okay, uh, statement effects based on the foregoing, uh, there is probable cause to believe that Coy Griffin violated 18 U.S.C. 1752A, which makes it a crime to, and we're going to do just two numbers here quickly. One, knowingly enter or remain in any restricted building or grounds without lawful. You authority. never said he breached anything to go into a building. Two, knowingly and with intent to impede or disrupt the orderly conduct of government business or official functions, engage in disorderly or disruptive contact in or within okay, such let me proximity slow you to down, I, a restricted okay, building. Okay, let's, let's, this is getting way, way, way too cumbersome. Yeah, I hear He you. never got into the Capitol. They don't seem to have, offer any proof he's outside in all of these still photos. Taken. And he never admitted that he went into the Capitol, correct? They're saying, yes, they, they, right, he never admitted that. They're saying just to be up on that temporary staircase and to be on that, section of the Capitol complex was a restricted area. Yeah, again, and that's not in the Capitol. So he never went into the Capitol, correct? That, that, that's, there's no claim that he went into the Capitol. And in there's no document. claim by the FBI that he went into the Capitol. But the charge is, was that he was going to impede. Yep. And that never happened because he never went into the Capitol. The only way you could have impeded the Capitol is if you entered the Capitol. So that didn't happen. And the other, what's the first charge again? Uh, knowingly enter or remain in a restricted building. Okay, he wasn't within the restricted building, so any attorney could oh, or eat. or grounds, so they so they consider the outside. Okay, okay, well, so that's basically what we're slivering. So essentially, this is a setup. This is the media barrage coming in. Coy Griffin, you know, he's got Cowboys for Trump met with the president. You know, he's going to be outed as the guy that is going to take one for the entire team that's up there because. He was also last night at the top of the uh, National Fox News report. So okay. they have to use use that. And then there's there's pictures. Did you notice there was a couple of interesting things that were happening? Somehow the media got tipped off to the fact that he was getting arrested. And you see Coy sitting on a curb emptying out his boots when they arrested him, which made no sense to me whatsoever. So obviously the FBI picking up the phone and they say, hey, we're about to go arrest Coy Griffin. Would you like to see us? Did you see how the whole thing sets up into something that's in incredibly unfair and really unwarranted? There's nothing this here. This amounts to him being yeah. where he shouldn't have been, according to them, and attempting to, attempting to impede the orderly conduct of government. I mean, he didn't there's punch no a cop. intent to he impede. Didn't even. He didn't destroy property. Yeah, but I there, mean, there is no intent to impede. Like us just saying that almost puts him us with the rest of the media by saying that there will, could have been an intent to impede. There's nothing there. Leading There's the nothing to litigate. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing to litigate here. That's There's nothing to talk about. There's stuff. nothing here. Uh, there's Coy Griffin. His crime is he supports Trump, and he's not a very smart man for saying the things that he did. But is it, it does that warrant someone arresting him? No. Does that warrant uh, him being uh, brought in by the FBI? No. He was interviewed by the FBI just six days prior. Now, if this can happen to Coy Griffin, let me tell you something, folks. It is going to happen to you. The lesson here isn't what happened to Coy Griffin. The lesson here isn't uh, what, what to say and what not to say. 
The lesson here is that anything is now possible for them to, pardon the pun, trump up charges against you based upon your beliefs, ergo First Amendment, based upon your thoughts, ergo First Amendment, based upon your words, your real First Amendment. Does that make any sense to anybody? You should be so incredibly alarmed, especially on this MLK day, but you're not. You've been lulled into this. You've been doing what you're told. You've been saying, yes, I will comply. Yes, I will take the vaccine. Yes, I will stay home. Yes, the government is good. Yes, they have my best interest in mind. Yes, it's okay to stack 25,000, uh, you know. You have to sit here and take it. Unfortunately, because you took it, yes, you're now going to have to sit here and take it. And now you've established a new normal. You said this is okay for them to do. They must have our best interests in mind. We are afraid. And then the other Republicans who didn't run to your rescue and then got stepped on and didn't stay united and start branching out and didn't stand behind the president. Well, what is it? What is it? The weakest link? And you're only strong as your weakest link? That's exactly what happened. We'll take your calls and your reactions to this after the uh, top of the hour Fox News here in the Kiva. Thanks, Dowd, for that report. And uh, it's incredibly frustrating to listen to that, knowing that there's literally not one iota of any kind that has been committed. Charges. Yeah, there's Three nothing more. there. But the federal, the federalities can uh, jump right on top of you and uh, take you in. See you at the top of the hour, Fox News. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Fox News, abq.fm, K229CL, 93.7 FM, and AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. More grim virus news from California. I'm Lee Silicera, Fox News. The state is now the first to top 3 million cases of COVID-19, according to Johns Hopkins University, after reaching the 2 million mark December 24th. As officials worry about another variant of the virus, first detected in Denmark last March, has been tied to outbreaks in Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County Health's Dr. Sarah Cody saying right now there's no indication the variant is associated with an increased severity of the illness or if the current vaccines are enough to be effective. Fox's Jeff Bonasso. President-elect Biden has laid out several executive orders he plans to sign as soon as he takes office. Day one, he'll take roughly a dozen executive actions, starting with extending the pause on student loan payments, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, and ending the travel ban on majority Muslim countries. Biden will also enact a mask mandate on federal property and interstate transit systems. Orders for days two through ten range from establishing standards for school and business reopenings to criminal justice and immigration reform. Fox's Jackie Heinrich, 25,000 National Guard troops stationed in and around the Capitol ahead of the inauguration. As security is beefed up after the deadly riot earlier this month, and the FBI is now vetting all of them over fears of an insider attack. We want to make sure that uh, everybody in this bubble of security that we're providing um, 
has the privilege to be there. Major General William Walker, commander of the D.C. National Guard. The Army says it hasn't seen specific evidence of any threats, but is doing it as a precaution. Census Bureau Director Stephen Dillingham has announced he plans to resign with the change in the administration. This comes as the Bureau is in the middle of putting together the numbers from the latest census. Dillingham has been facing criticism over efforts to produce citizenship data to comply with an order from President Trump. America is listening to Fox News. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstake is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of 50 U.S. and D.C. of age of majority. Ends 2 4 2021 p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. The NFL entities as defined in the official rules have not offered a sponsor this promotion in any way. And warns of a moral failure as rich countries buy up coronavirus vaccines. The World Health Organization says poor countries are being left behind in the race to administer coronavirus vaccines. The world is on the brink of a catastrophic moral failure. WHO Director General Tedros Adnom Ghebreyesus says it's wrong for young, healthy adults in rich countries to receive shots before health workers and older people in poorer countries. He says 49 rich countries have administered 39 million vaccines between them, compared with one poor country that's administered a total of 25. In London, Simon Owen, Fox News. A former Florida Department of Health employee who was fired for insubordination after authorities say she repeatedly violated the agency's policy about communicating with the media has been released from jail after a hearing this morning. Rebecca Jones faces charges of accessing commuter equipment without authority. Some pandemic-slammed oil companies are looking to expand a profitable part of their operations. For some oil companies, a bright spot despite the pandemic, gas stations. Those are some of the most profitable parts of operations for BP and Royal Dutch Shell, with higher spending on coffee, food, and other household items, offsetting weaker demand for fuel. The Wall Street Journal reports Shell plans to add 10,000 branded retail sites to its 45,000-strong network worldwide in the next five years, making it larger than Starbucks or McDonald's. And BP wants to add 6,700 sites to its 19,000 locations in growth markets by 2030. Lillian Wu. Fox News. Parts of Europe dealing with extreme cold in Poland. Railroad tracks have cracked. The skier in Switzerland died after being buried in an avalanche. I'm Lisa Lacerra. This is Fox News. All right, as we start our number two, let's put things together starting with the weather. Uh, the definite cold is already coming. They say tomorrow, a slight chance of snow right now. Uh, with a wind chill factor in, in Rio Rancho, it's now 48 degrees at Intel. At the VA hospital, it's 49 degrees and 48 here at the Rock of Talk. All right, we can clear that accident on the 528th Pat Diarco at 19th Street. It's all gone and speeds are back to normal there. 
if you are on I-40 eastbound, so I know this heading towards the mountains, right around 4th Street, you can find Big Yellow working with a stall. That's on the right side. Traffic not too bad behind it. And still a little bit sluggish coming away from, um, looks like, uh, on, uh, San Mateo, if you're making your way northbound from Academy on up to the I-25. Well, this report is brought to you by Sunny Side Up. Now, Sun's Up, patio tables, unfortunately, are not open. It's kind of okay because it's so cold. So, Sunny Side Up is ready to satisfy your cravings with tasty meals that you can enjoy for takeout. Like the pineapple coconut pancake. When you order that, ask for the uh, cream sauce. Ask for an extra one. It's perfect. All right. Go to sunny.theplaceilike.com and make your order there. All right, with that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, on the app at abq.fm, and on your TV at rockoftalk.tv. 550-5500, hour two here. We've got uh, D-Dot Muska and uh, Rudy Grande. We'll get to your calls and Text, a lot of people contributing to the show, a lot of people watching online. We appreciate that. Uh, we're still trying to pull people away from YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Periscope. Uh, current number of viewers, uh, 21 on YouTube. We're trying to pull them over to just go, hey, go directly to our app at abq.fm, and you can just watch it right there, and it comes directly out of uh, uh, rockoftalk.tv. We have uh, 19 that are on Facebook who are currently watching, uh, and that is dwindling. There used to be quite a bit more. We were in the 70, 75 range, and I think there's a lot of people who are just kind of picking up and moving away from social media altogether. And then two people uh, who are watching on something called Periscope. And, uh, my uh, mother uh, watches on uh, rockoftalk.tv. She goes right to the website. Eddie. Just there you go. Streams it, mainlines us right into the vein, you know. There you go. So, <laughs> well, I'm going to make sure mom sees you right now, Dow. Hello, so, mother. So there's a hello, mother. Hello, father. Greetings from Camp Iowa. I was hoping for Christmas cookies mailed to me this year that they didn't appear, oh, but I got the socks. Okay, so you see, I fixed the flag. Fixed the flag yes, for you, you guys. I got uh, two people who were uh, adamant about doing it. Uh, one person beat the other one, and I love that. And all of our uh, chat contributors who are out there, uh, we appreciate uh, them as well. Hi, Eddie. Uh, this is a good one. You're right on target. Someone claimed to have some reported coy to FBI on another YouTube video, local news, probably set up by someone who doesn't like them. No doubt. No doubt. Concetta Trujillo. Trujillo says this. I hope I said your Concetta or Concetta. Uh, the lesson is that this is a witch hunt. Yeah, that is another good lesson. Uh, we've had witch hunts all along. Hector demanding Coy resign. We, he should know he, as an attorney, Coy hasn't been convicted of anything yet, only accused. Uh, good one there. Hey, Eddie, I do have a, a brief clarification from the last hour. Um, and I think your distinction between being on the outs outside the building and inside the building is is a good one, and I think it makes perfect sense. But according to the complaint, uh, permanent and temporary security barriers were in place to separate areas. Get this, folks, where lawful First Amendment activity could be conducted from areas restricted, both to prevent any adverse impact on the legislative process and to safeguard and, pre and prevent any property damage uh, directed at the U.S. Capitol. So when those bike barriers came down. Then you were officially in the restricted area, and that's how they're going after Koi. So was everybody uh, brought through some sort of, uh, I don't know, 
you know, when they start, what do they call that when they bring someone through an orientation or whatever? Uh, nobody had any idea what is lawful, oh, unlawful, exactly. and, yeah, yeah. and then many of these barriers were being removed. Well, and, and it invites time. prosecutorial abuse because are you going to prosecute everybody who went, went across that barrier? Exactly. Talking about thousands of people. Well, millions of people, if you take everybody who was in Washington, D.C. that day and was moving, well, you could say anybody was doing anything. Uh, yeah. Kim Pettis says, Hoy's a scapegoat, speaks impulsively. My opinion, he has a good heart and is a man of God. There you go. I mean, honestly, Coy uh, isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. We'll just phrase it that way. Um, but he has done nothing wrong. And there's nothing in the report that would suggest that he has done anything wrong or should be arrested uh, by the FBI, especially having met with them six days before, after the quote-unquote crime had been committed. But the crime is, is that he went back in there. So it had to be a real thing that must have been given to him, a citation itself. You might remember when I was taken out of uh, that place on 4th Street, and they said, I didn't do anything wrong. And then the sheriff's office put on their gloves, and they're going to make an example of me in front of my kids. And I'm like, no, you're not. Let's walk out. And then I had all sorts of people in the public saying that this was some sort of publicity. So right, I was like, right. how dare you think that I would do that to my own kids? And that's funny that you tried to do that. And then I had the sheriff's office literally apologizing to me the owner of the cafe apologizing to me, and this is after I forgave her debt, their debt that they never paid for their advertisement here on the radio station. Uh, the Cowboys for Trump guy will have his case dropped, guaranteed. He should. I, I uh, agree with that. And then my hope is that it's a start to investigate our government officials in Santa Fe. CBS Wow, Nora Donnell uh, looks the happiest as she has in four years, no doubt. I, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I wish Coy hadn't returned to D.C. after the Trump advised everyone to stay home. You shouldn't have gone back. You know, the thing is, is there's judgment there, but we can't tell people where they can and they can't go. That's the, the, and I would agree with that to a certain degree, but we can't say, well, no, Coy, you can't go there. You can't go there. You can't go there. Is it a good idea for you to go? No, it's not a good idea, but it doesn't mean that you can't go. So anyhow, uh, let's talk about Mark Ronchetti. I think that's an important thing. Because uh, there's a nice, easy out for him. And it was uh, on page A6 of the uh, journal uh, today. And I didn't, pay, I didn't pay too, too much attention to it. And like, like I said, this is a kind of a loose day. So we've got loose news. And you're welcome to come and invent. And, of course, nobody's at work today. Just like we haven't been at work for the, the past how long? Uh, <laughs> year? Ten months? <laughs> it's, just, it's, the, it's a long damn time. And it says, Weatherman Ron Caddy returns to TV after... An unsuccessful Senate bid. Now, under the uh, file, Trump supporter, you will not find the name Mark Ronchetti. Don't fool yourself. Okay? This is not who you will see. This is the guy who essentially also said orange man bad. Uh, he became the Senate candidate. Um, he lost by what, seven? I think he trailed by seven at the end. It was a 53-45, I think is what it was, or 53-46. Seven, six, whatever it was. And then now he returned to his place of talking about the weather, as any man should be able to go ahead and do and, uh, and compete for that. Or uh, not compete. Hey, we'll guarantee your job back. So I have something to say about uh, all this because, you know, Mark Ronchetti, I don't know that he was ever risking a single thing if his job, according to what we're hearing, was always available for him. He was never out of a job. 
He was always good. If hey, things don't work back, we'd love to have you back. You've been working here for 15 years, what have you. Okay. Ask yourself, is that a risk for any of you? And moreover, for the people who donated to his campaign, did he have any personal skin in the game by going to run for U.S. Senate? Is he a true conservative, somebody who was, or true populist, true representation? Uh, Steve Pierce was saying, we'd love to see you run again, Mark Ronchetti. This is just a first chance. You get another chance. You get to keep running, just like I do every want. single year. <laughs> you can watch me run for, I'll run for governor, senate. Hell, I'm Steve Pierce. I'm crazy. I'll run for anything. But this really commoditizes politics. I mean, you almost feel as if someone thought of themselves like, well, I should get, I should, I should be in. I don't talk about politics. I talk about the weather. Uh, people welcome me into their living room all the time. And uh, because of my name recognition, people should just basically elect me. That was the idea. That was the idea because there was name recognition and familiarity, not for principles, not for experience, not for any of these things. That was the candidate that the Republicans thought that they had the best shot with. And a lot of those mealy-mouthed Republicans, same thing. And that's a problem. Oh, I don't know who that is. I, I can't vote for them. Why don't you, do you know who any of these Democrat candidates are? You've got a Melanie Stansberry, who's literally a carpet, an Ivy-educated carpetbagger graduating from Cornell, whose parents live in D.C., and she came here and became a representative down in Corrales, and if you and, and by the way, Dowd, you've got your next target. Uh, you, you got your next assignment, sir. <laughs> got your, look at look at look, look at his chops. Look at the chops going. <laughs> uh, look, look at look at Dowd. Is Dowd getting, he's so excited. And this is right down down your way to Corrales. Now, let's not forget, Mark Ronchetti is not from here. Okay, we've got a we got a flight of people picking up and leaving Arizona, Texas. You know. Colorado, they go everywhere. It's like, oh, well, we're not from here. We're just going to leave New Mexico in the dust. But, you know, or, or we're not going to have to risk anything and go, and, and go in the first place. Now, what's really interesting about this story, and this tells you how incredibly out of touch, and if this is somebody who truly believed, Mark Rinketty completely and totally believed in, in what he did, he would not go back and, and work for the type of media company that's trying to get him unseated from his own job. It's part of an association, and, and this is just so incredible because he's right. Politics is not involved in the weather. It never was. When I wanted to get involved in politics, I left the station to do it. Uh, did you really leave the station? If you're able to go back, uh, KRQE was said, well, you, why don't you go run? And maybe KRQE saw them as like, well, we're third in the ratings, Mark. Wouldn't be a bad idea if you went and raised some money. Maybe we have a shot at this whole entire thing. And Maybe get your name out there. Maybe people are going to want to come back. Oh, some free publicity plus lots of political money. Everybody wins. Did you notice how much money was spent on KRQE? Did you notice the amount of money that was was going, all the commercials, the KRQE? Mark Ronchetti was all over KRQE. Was he sending money over there and padding that so make sure he had a salary when he came back? I mean, honestly, we could be completely and totally cynical at this point. But I think the point is made, and you should understand that, yeah, that's very likely there. Further noted that throughout his campaign that Ron Ketty proudly stated, I stand with President Trump. Who are these idiots? This is a man that couldn't have stood further away from Donald Trump. He moved as far as he possibly could. But here's what the liberal media will do. 
and these uh, journalists, the uh, SPJ, and they and they say KRQE says the ironic thing is that SPJ wants me to clarify my political positions to show that I'm apolitical. Why do we need our news people to be apolitical? That's a good question. Is there a reason? Do you see the apoliticalness of the NPR? Do you see the apoliticalness of CBS? How about the social justice you see warrior the AP, <laughs> who works for Channel Seven? Yeah. Armist, right? Yeah, he uh, probably says, Marisa. Yeah, Marisa. Marisa. Right. Yeah, I'm a social. I'm a, social justice is my interest. Is the Society for Professional Journalists looking at, looking at her? No, they're just looking at Ron Kitty. Where is the resignation letter uh, that's needed for Marissa Armas? Where's the resignation that's, that's needed for NBC, Hypocrisy. ABC? Folks, how could you even turn on your TV anymore and trust it, honestly? At this point, the information that's coming into you is as good as done. You can get your weather reports, your news reports, your sports report from any place else now. You don't need to get this junk from these people who are force feeding you and say, hey, here's what you believe. And here's the news from our president. I mean, here's the news from 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 our from our politician. By the questions posed in the SPGA newsletter are legitimate and relevant, given Trump's attacks in the media. Really? Trump's been attacking the media. I seem to remember the disproportionality of Donald Trump getting disproportionately attacked 92 percent of the time. How can they come in and they use the one thing, the one guy in Mark Ronchetti who wasn't even a Trump supporter to go ahead and needle their way in, leverage him as a Trump supporter and say, we want to get anybody who has any scent of Republicanism, conservatism, anything at all out. Do you see how incredibly vile these liberals are? This is why you don't give them an inch. You don't give them one iota, one scintilla, not one, because that's all they need. Today, there was uh, Rebecca Stevens, somebody who worked for Mark Ronchetti's uh, campaign, <laughs> against my better advice, literally just working, working that deal, doing everything they possibly can, comes out and says, Coy Griffin needs to resign immediately. What did Brian Egolf do? You, you don't give them anything. The fight is in the family, and you say, okay, well, you know what? We're not going to give them one thing. Did you hear me say one negative thing the entire time during Mark Ronchetti's run for Senate? Not one thing. Nothing I invited each one of those guys in. You didn't hear me bash anybody. You didn't hear me bash Michelle Garcia Holmes when she was running, did you? You didn't see that one time because the fight was within the family. We're trying to beat Deborah Holland. We were trying to beat Ben Ray Lujan. Would I have been happy to have Mark Ronchetti? over Ben Ray Lujan, a thousand times over every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But here you go. There's so many dimensions to this and the motivations. Why are you running for office? What is motivating you to run for office? Why do you want to seek higher office? Look at the idiots that we have had running for us. Look at the people who have represented us. And I'm getting some of these texts now. And it's like, I've worked for Mark Ronchetti. I wonder whether or not he was actually running in the first place. Was he just a faux candidate? What do we do with $3.5 million? We've shown that name recognition can definitely raise money. And especially with the most capable, the most able of all political guys, and that's Jay McCluskey. I don't care how much any of you guys hate him. He's the best. He knows how to win. 
Period. You put enough of those powers together, he's going to win. It's the way it works. He's got a proven track record. Statewide races, the guy knows how to win. Yeah, I don't like him for my own personal reasons, but I'm sure someday we'll probably get through that. Maybe someday we won't. Now I don't really care either way. What I do care about, what I do care about is winning some races here and people having their heart and their soul and their passion involved in changing and improving New Mexico. Not carpetbaggers like Melanie Stansberry, who's relocating, went to Ithaca, you know, or Cornell, I should say. I always call Cornell Ithaca just because I, I don't know what I like so much about that. Comes down here to start a political career. It's like, well, you know what? New Mexico is a great place where we can carpetbag you. We can get you started. Is there a negative connotation to the word carpetbagger, carpetbagger anymore? I don't think so because there's so damn many of them. They're everywhere. This is a woman who worked for the Obama administration. This is, a, in my opinion, she's going to be the one who comes out of CD1. She can't do one thing about the fact that she can, can, cannot campaign for the next 60 days while she's in session. What are they going to do? A lot of you guys are trying to figure out well, what's happening in CD1. What's going to go on in CD1? I'll give it to you right now. This whole thing with Deborah Holland, this is a absolute catastrophe. It's an absolute catastrophe for the Democrats. They can't see it coming. This is why you guys need to be involved. But I'm going to tell you, without giving you the details, because I'm not going to give it away, they're going to have to figure it out themselves, because I'm not going to give them the answers. But the long and the short of it is that there's not going to be an election until June 1st. They're going to string this out. Howland will not be approved because we're too close nationally. It's 222 to 212. You only need five votes to flip it. And there's three people who are leaving Holland being one of them. You lose one of those, two of those, three of those. The complexion looks very different, especially as the pushback against Biden and the pushback against the federal administration and their moves, their anti-constitutional moves, I might add. Start to take hold of this country. And you guys think there's no hope? Every single one of these representatives who's running to replace the people who are outgoing. One's taken a presidential advisory position. Holland's taken a secretary of the interior position. The other one's out of Cleveland. She's in an 80-20 district. She has no ch There's no chance of that being anything but Democrat. We have to put our best, our brightest, our sharpest, our most intelligent, our strongest foot forward so we can win this seat for the people. And there's going to be every opportunity coming out of every single crack and crevice. They're going to say, well, you know what? I need to get in the race, and I'm going to throw my name in the hat. And like, really? Under what pretense? Or the fact that you've lost one, two, three, four, five times? That you just keep running for things because we just want to see your name on signs or whatever? There's a formula here. And I'm glad that I can talk out loud about this because 99.9% .9 of you don't even know what that is. And I don't mean my audience. I'm talking specifically to the people and the political power brokers here in the state that think they have this whole thing wrapped up. This is going to be the fastest election. It'll be the first election that will really start to change things. If McCleskey would have had picked me, I would have gone definitely ran for U.S. Senate last year instead of Mark Ronchetti, but he didn't. And I wasn't about to go ahead and start a war within the Republican Party. Now that there's no Republican Party really to speak of, it has never been weaker and it's fragmented. I don't know what we do going forward. I don't know how many people are going to end up being in the race, but I can tell you this, 
We have our best chance ever to unseat a Democrat since 2008, since Heather Wilson. And do I think we'll do it? Absolutely. What's it going to require? Every single one of you, every listener out there, every person who's tuned into this radio station, anybody who's anyone who cares about this state, and most of all, who cares about this country. There will be a national focus on that. Who's ready for that? Who's game time ready to go on a short election against the most, uh, when the Democrats are at their strongest? Think about this now. Could the, could the Democrats right now be any stronger than they are? The answer is clearly no. Clearly no. They have the media. They have the deep state. They have everybody on their side working for them. And they look like they have the momentum and the moral suasion, which what that is is the way the media is moving. How are we going to take them down? Well, stay tuned for that in the uh, upcoming weeks because it's going to be very, very interesting. And there will not be an election until June 1st. And there could be potentially millions of dollars or maybe just a few hundred thousands of dollars involved in this. But here's the problem. The party people are the ones who are picking. The little insulated part of the party and the Republican Party and the little insulated part of the Democratic Party, they're the ones that are going to be picking their candidates and then they're going to send them to the polls. That's it. At what point did the people within the primary get a choice during that time? The answer is at no time, because there isn't going to be a primary. That's the way this whole entire thing works. Pretty scary. I'll be talking about that uh, in the days and the weeks ahead, but uh, there isn't going to be very many weeks ahead, I can tell you that. Eddie, while we all worked and struggled today, government employees got the day off. I think I read that. Mm -hmm. That's good. The opposite of love is fear, Eddie, because fear involves punishment. First John 4.18, good one. Kevin states, I quit caring what people thought about me a long time ago. I'll never apologize for being a Christian American conservative who supports our founding principles, found the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. At this point, I don't think that any civilians know exactly why there are 26,000 troops in D.C., so we can only speculate. That's the other thing. Michelle Lujan Grisham did not give us any reason. She did not state explicitly why she has declared a state of emergency. Is that required? Absolutely. Absolutely, we should know. Okay, not some nebulous. There's threats around the state. Uh, the media is playing it 24/7, and we're playing into that. So you must trust us because the media is telling you that. No, we we know not to trust the media. Then on the flip side of that, what do you what, what, what do you have up in D.C.? Well, you've got the FBI vetting the National Guard. I'd love to, to talk to any one of them, but those National Guardsmen will probably be demoted if anyone reached out directly to any media source. Mm, definitely, not even for Lincoln's inaugural, Eddie. In March of 16, 1861, one month before Fort Sumner, was there such a military presence in D.C.? I keep thinking back to Thomas Paine. He's the best. Now is not the time for summer soldiers or sunshine patriots. That could not be more true today in the coming months. I pray that you, doubt and everyone in this audience would continue to take a stand for New Mexico and America. And I think it's also important to note when people are talking about, you know, taking a stand, that they're not advocating for violence. People immediately like, take a stand. What do you mean? You're going to arm yourself? You're going to go ahead and walk around with a gun and, and you're not going to take it anymore? Uh, no one's saying that. No one is suggesting that. Taking a stand just means I'm not going to agree with what you're asking me to do. That's I've very done simple. This for 28 years, I've never punched anyone. I've never taken a shot at anyone. I'm kind of surprised people haven't done that to me, Rudy, but uh, would ever hurt very you. peaceful. Yeah, I can't see that. My, my words wound. My words wound. <laughs> uh, Eddie, Wednesday, 72 hours media blockout for our president. Isn't that insane? 
Media blockout, 72 hours. Biden hasn't been seen in the Capitol as a prison. More fencing going up. Biden arrested. SCOTUS Roberts caught CIA child trafficking, gun and drug running. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Please stop. Just just stop the nonsense. Stop the fool. Stop the tomfoolery. <laughs> the ballyhoo. <laughs> I like that part on, uh, what was it? That Goodwill hunting. Don't get caught up in that. Jibba jibba. What is it? What are politicians good at selling at? What, all politicians are scumbags. Okay. They are. I hate to say it. Look at Lindsey Graham. Scumbag. <laughs> Uh, Mitch McConnell, scumbag. Nancy Pelosi, scumbag. Scumbag. Scum of the earth. What are they doing? They want to ruin you, and they want control over you. One way or the other. We got to start it. When we give the government back to the people, they say, you know what? We want to shrink the size of government. That, that conversation sailed. Because now we want to use government to go ahead and, oh, there should be a law, a rule for saying this and that. You got uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? Say it was whatever she wants. Wreak havoc, violence, do whatever. Call the uh, the uh, president, head racist in chief. All these types of things. What happens to her? Zip, nothing, nada. Absolutely incredible. It is false hope. Please don't get caught up in this false hope of some of these politicians. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm going to change. I'm going to. I'm going to change the way it's run. We don't have the official time when JFK Jr. is coming back. That's what the. That's oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Is that tomorrow or on a log, like eleven fifty nine a.m. on the twentieth. I had people calling me on the phone at one point, feeding me that stuff. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, well, how do you know? Yeah. How do you know? And this yeah. guy would like call me from this phone. I said, well, what's your name? I said, you know, I'd like to meet you. Why don't you come on down to the station? We can talk about it. Well, I'm lo- I'm searching for treasures. Um, I'm treasures deep cover. I'm a deep all- cover. <laughs> He said this, I'm searching for treasures are all around uh, the state of New Mexico, and I've got the maps from, from when the Spaniards, the conquistadors, originally came to me. I'm like, uh, okay, well, that sounds interesting. Uh, do you want to come in? We can meet. He says, you're doing God's work. You're doing God. And they always come in with this fluff. You know, it's like they're coming in hard. You know, they're telling me, oh, you're, you're the great thing. You're, you're this, you're this, you're this, Eddie, 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 Eddie. And then you're like, okay, well, I know you're setting me up for something, <laughs> and here it is. Well, <laughs> the thing you're setting me up for is you're searching for treasures and you know, we're going to find the gold and Trump. I'm working for with the Trump administration. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Seriously, if there's anybody who's more in touch with conspiracy theorists and the craziness and zaniness that's going out there, it's me. Let me talk you down from that ledge. Okay, don't get caught up in the false hope. Never got caught up in the Q stuff. All right. Now, I do know that there's segments of that. There's elements of that. That's that's very true. But you don't take that runaway train and run away with that. That's that's nutty. That's just plain nutty. Okay? There are ways. Biden is taking it in the shorts. Okay. I just like that phrase. So I read it because everybody knows that I like the phrase taking it in the shorts. I don't know why. The rest of Griffin also jams him up in family court too. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the worst part right there. Um, there will be karmic justice for Coy Griffin. That I can assure you. Okay. Just so you know, if they're going to leverage and use this against him personally, let me tell you, it's going to be better for Coy Griffin in the long run. Um, Judy in Rio Rancho. Eddie, when you have time, can you please explain how I can get on you in my Roku TV? Oh, you can. Well, we're searchable, I think, tomorrow. Uh, hello, Eddie. Why should that surprise anyone what the government can say or do? They have done that for four years to the president. The president, what he's actually shown he can do is that he can say and do anything that he pretty much damn well pleases and has been doing executive orders and everything. So now we get it on the flip side. They're like, you know what? We're going to keep control of the voting machines. We're going to count the votes. And now we're going to do whatever we please, and we're going to stack the courts. That's what's coming. Okay? That's what's coming. 
This is why when you take a leadership position, and I'm not being critical of Donald Trump, everybody has the right to pursue or do whatever they want. I just think a little bit more tact uh, should have been in order. But given how much he was being attacked, it's hard for me to fault anything that Donald Trump has done. Would I have done the same thing in his shoes? I think I probably would have. I think because of how sensitive I am, I think, Dowd, you know that, mm-hmm. how sensitive I am, and I'm good at reading the situation. I may not have taken, I may have taken a lot longer to react to things. I, I, the difference between uh, Trump and I in that uh, regard is I never make snap, um, snap decisions. I take a long time. So that's there. All right. Uh, Eddie, I'll bet Dowd's mom wishes he could get a haircut. Ah! <laughs> wow. Coy uh, is being made an example of. Uh, my um, mother loathes my hair for the record. So Eddie, have you right. seen the short video of our president during a photo up the White House? He says that it's like the calm before the storm when a reporter asks him what storm. And the president says, you'll see you soon enough. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that thinking. You got to just stop it. Okay. We wish our president the best. And your president. In fact, when we return from the break, I'm going to tell you what I think the president's going to do. And what I think he should do. And I think why it's important. Um, you know, I was talking about to Paul Harvey today. I was talking about people who are at the end of their careers. I'll talk about Tiger Woods. I'll talk about all these things though, when I return. Because I think it's always an intelligent thing to sort of bow out in a way that's not necessarily graceful. But nobody knows that you're necessarily bowing out either. Oh, sure, sure. Um, yep. Just uh, Before the program ends, I implore you, Mr. Aragon, let me inform the listeners of just how horrible Marissa Armas of Channel Seven is. I Please. have multiple examples, so uh, stick around, ladies and gentlemen. You're gonna you're gonna have fun with this one. Ooh, why don't you start the next segment off with that? Oh. And uh, yeah, that's the opener for hour two. We should go four hours. In fact, uh, what I'm proposing, and Dowd, you could leave at six forty-five, and Rudy, you could leave at six forty-five too. But I'm thinking about probably going on the TV until like. Uh, probably like 7.30, 8 o'clock. As long as you guys keep watching, listening, I'll just keep doing the show all the way till 8 o'clock, four hours straight, and get in all the uh, other little bits, too, uh, if you want. And then, of course, gets all your chat replies and the rest of that. And then, of course, you can see Dowd and Rudy and everybody there. And uh, we're here in the Kiva right here for you on AM 1600 KIBA on the radio, abq.fm on the app, rockoftalk.tv, Oh, you just punch that into your browser there, or if you have your browser on your TV, it works there too. And then as soon as it's uh, up on Roku for searchable, you're ready to go. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Do you have any more of a nest egg now than you did this time last year? If you're not moving toward reasonable financial goals, it's time for a chat with Tom Crow of Crow Financial Advisors. Visit crowaboutmoney.com.
Raw Greens on San Mateo, north of Manal. Come into Raw Greens, all natural CBD and hemp products for anxiety, stress, sore muscles. Raw Greens topical creams, tinctures, and pet products. Raw Greens online, cbd.theplaceilike.com. This Christmas, unlike any before, have you heard the message? Hear it on makeusgodlyagain.com. Hear the message and then share by text with every friend on your mobile device. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Pass it on. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. It's Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary celebration. Okay, try this. Get up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel during Davis Kitchen's 25th anniversary. Hmm, better. Davis Kitchen's is New Mexico's first choice in kitchen remodeling. And it is our 25th anniversary celebration. Oh, with up to $2,500 off a kitchen remodel. Well, you know what you like. Davis Kitchen's, Manal and Eubank. Terms and conditions apply. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. The cooler temperatures are finally here. That's good news for you because the best prices of the year are now. I'm Eddie Aragon and have just the guy for you. He's Mario from Axiom Home Services with over 40 years of experience. He'll come out to your home and show you the best refrigerated air conditioning options for your home and family. Don't miss the lowest prices of the season. Call now, 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Remember to ask for trains unstoppable in any season. This is Mike Campbell of the Kilcheck Brewing Company. I'm inviting you to celebrate the semi-return to normal with my newest beer, Lockdown Lager. It's a refreshing Pilsner-style glass of sunshine and blue skies. Enjoy it at the Kilcheck Brewing Company 4814 Hardware or ask your favorite restaurant to carry it. Remember, Lockdown Lager, brewed in isolation and cold quarantined for your protection. All right, it is time we put things together starting with the weather. It is already getting cold out there. You feel it? Tomorrow, 40% chance of snow. I know right now in Santa Fe, uh, some scattered showers, uh, 35 degrees is 45 in Martinez Town, and feels like 47 here at the Rock of Talk. It feels ever so slightly slow on Paseo del Norte westbound. It's right past that second merge, you know, where people are coming on from 2nd Street. A car conked out. He's on the right shoulder. So is uh, Bernco, uh, the sheriff's office. So get ready. Just a small little uh, just nudge over to the left. You'll be okay. Other than that, traffic's moving pretty decent as you make your way across town. Well, this report brought to you by Salon Deluxe and Country Club Plaza on Southern Rio Rancho. Salon Deluxe is the west side place where you get Canyon water, alkaline water, beginning of the year still, and you can start by drinking alkaline water. It's a healthy way to change your life. Change your water, change your life at salondeluxe.com. All right, we're up to date. <laughs> 
Now, let's step back into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. All right, 540 here in the Kiva. AM 1600 on the radio. ABQ.FM on the app. Rockoftalk.tv on your TV. And uh, we'll give you more pointers uh, for that uh, as well. We've got uh, D. Dowd Muska. And uh, I think you wanted to jump into something right away, sir? Yeah, just very quickly. You know, you brought up the issue of the Society of Professional Journalists going after Mark Ronchetti for... Yep. Uh, you know, being in the revolving door of journalism and politics. Uh, never heard anything from that organization when Marissa Armas was working at Channel 7 KOAT here in Albuquerque. Uh, she's one of my favorite punching bags in the local media here. She quit her job on December 29th. This is right from her Facebook feed, uh, 2.31 p.m. December 29th. She is, uh, today's my last day at KOAT. So I guess that's the good news. Um, I will never forget the kindness you all showed me. I'll have more on my departure soon, which is a very... Uh, ominous, yeah. very ominous. I'm gonna um, let people know. I'm gonna let people know about you, KOAT. Uh, well, one of, one of the things that maybe made her angry. Here we go with her Twitter account. I hope my media friends. This is pertaining to a certain incident that happened on January 6th of this year. I hope my media friends compare and contrast how black and brown protesters are covered versus white protesters. That is white privilege that so many of you fail to see. And so this is, is post quitting. Yeah, post quitting. Right. Um, so this is uh, she's gonna have a hard time. She, I think her next job is at Mother Jones. Uh, could be. Yeah. 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 Or a Liberal Foundation. Uh, another tweet. Tweet. I've been mocked and called a biased journalist. Um, that would be <laughs> B I A S, not B I A S E D. Maybe. Okay. Maybe this is. I think she has two degrees. Uh, for my coverage. Who? I wonder who mocked her and called her that. It might have been uh, somebody right here in this media outlet. Yeah. Uh, but yet, we all work for an industry and companies that uphold white supremacy and white institutions. Oh, wow. So we are, you really are talking yourself out of future work. Uh, truly disgusted by what's happening in our country, the disrespect and the blatant mistreatment of how people of color are treated by media, police versus white people. This isn't a surprise, though. Um, that's our beloved Marissa Armas. I sat next to her as we interviewed the City Council District 2 candidate. You did? Uh, yeah, I was one of three panelists uh, who was there. And uh, that was the uh, downtown. They had the runoff as Ike Betton and uh, some good-looking uh, Hispanic guy who just graduated law school that was talking like he was the next Che Guevara. Ah. So, I can't <laughs> think of the guy's more name. But, yeah, he was, you know, he'd had the whole... He had the whole he had the whole thing going, bro. He looked <laughs> rico suave. And uh, and this is just a, my, I, I don't want to. I know it's dinner, the dinner hour, and people don't want to hear more of this. Sure, sure. There's one more, and I'm done. Okay. Uh, this is from her uh, Facebook, uh, January 12th, so not that long ago. Honestly, 2020 was a rough year for me. From covering the pandemic every day, uh, every day, one word. It should be two words if you could write, and you can't, obviously. To confronting Journalist. the racism that exists in our country, it's been exhausting. I've talked to sons and daughters whose parents have died from COVID-19. I've seen the virus, the virus ravish our communities, especially black and brown families. I've been harassed for being a journalist. I've had to prove to my colleagues that racial inequities exist, that many people of color have a different lived experience. All right, so so let's stop there. Uh, Slow down on that sentence. Let's uh, break it down in our media uh, analysis uh, chat room. Shall (laughs) we read that last sentence again very slowly? Okay. Uh, I've seen the virus ravish our communities, especially black and brown families. Perfect. Stop right there. Um, Marissa Armas will not be able to get a job at a normal news organization again based upon those words. 
Because, she shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Well, she shouldn't be able to, but she won't. I'll tell you why she won't. Okay. Because that's going to come back to haunt her. Um, so whoever is doing her exit interview at KOAT or did her exit interview at uh, KOAT and talked about her personal emotional issues with her inability to convince her quote unquote colleagues, that's not your job, baby. Yep. To go ahead and convince your colleagues of a inherent bias that exists. You cover the news as it is, not as you see it. Okay. So, uh, trying to convince your colleagues of a worldview that they may or may not participate in is not good. And this is why, if I'm not mistaken, she's Ivy League educated, correct? I believe so. And she went to, let me get this right, she went to Columbia School of Journalism, is that I correct? I believe so, yep, yep. And she is from Texas or California? Denver, her family says. Oh, Denver. Denver. Okay, even worse. So there we go. I mean, increasingly progressive. I've noticed just like, for whatever reason, like Denver and Colorado has become like this mouth of just dropping it's, liberals all over the West. Really? I mean, it is uh, like, if you know someone who's like, well, oh, you got to get to Denver. Denver's great. Oh my gosh. Like that person is most definitely a liberal. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't know what it is. It's not just the marijuana. Uh, it's not the, <laughs> doesn't help <laughs> the, the, the beers, the hops, all these types of things. I mean, I'm telling you right now, that's just kind but, of. But let me what, finish what her street sure, because sure, sure. I think this seals. I seals, seals your prediction. The deal. It seals your prediction that any anyone interviewing here in at another media outlet is going to say, "I don't want any part of this." Yeah. I've been. I think I read this part. I've been harassed for being a journalist. I've had to prove to my colleagues that racial inequities exist. There you go. That many people of color have a different lived experience in this country. Truth be told, I'm tired. Being a journalist isn't easy, but it's even harder when you're a person of color in these spaces. I can go on and on about it, but I'll spare you. Like um, many journalists of color, I'm in an industry that's not made for us, but I want to help change it and better it for all of us. Well, she won't get that chance. Uh, she could work for like Newsy or Cheddar or one of those news organizations that, or NPR uh, on a beat beat reporter, but it's not going to go very much further than that. If I'm not mistaken, the KOAT new head who took over for the very liberal, despite her being registered Republican, uh, see, uh, former CEO, news director, it was Mary Lynn Roper, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a woman who hired Mark Ronchetti here and then as a registered Republican went back and said, well, Ben Ray Lujan. So I don't know how you hold that. It's sort of like uh, somebody else who runs a certain radio station around here working for the, I mean, are you aware of what comes on your public radio station through the educational foundations of the University of New Mexico or the Albuquerque public school system? Uh, you wouldn't be a registered Republican and running a radio station like that. It just, yeah, uh, just my, my final word for Marissa. If yes. you think being a journalist isn't easy, sweetheart, uh, try paving uh, driveways in New Jersey in August. I think there are jobs that are harder than the one you just walked away. She won't get that. Uh, she's no. also probably for universal basic income right. uh, as well. So, I mean, you'll take the, the, the whole entire, uh, <laughs> the whole entire shebang uh, with her policies, where she's from, what she understands and what she's lived with her worldview in, that, unfortunately, is what we received from her. But the CEO, the person who replaced uh, Mary Lynn Roper, was, um, I think, believe she's a black woman. Or she is, she's African-American black. I can say. I mean, we, Links and I were covering this. Oh. Yeah, so the news news director that was coming over there. And then TJ Wilhelm, that's the other guy that I picked on the other day, where he had that set-up story. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Uh, Darren White, right? He had recorded one source of the problem with the conservatives and all that is creating that. So anyway, we'll just uh, let that be and um, go get back to it. All right. Let me folks, identity politics is toxic, oh, toxic awful. poison. Get it out of your life. Get it out of your children's life. Don't see people in racial and ethnic terms. It will. It, it's it's a, it's a path to 
a real civil war and violence and division and just awfulness in this country. And I'm saying that as the show racist. I'm the white guy here. And I'm telling, <laughs> and I'm telling you avoid identity politics, okay? So you know it's true. Uh, here we go. This is coming from the FCC today. Uh, FCC issues an endorsed advisory to remind licensees and re- operators that it is prohibited to use radios to commit or facilitate criminal acts. Uh, warning, amateur and personal radio. Thank you for sending me this. You guys are so nice. Amateur and professional personal radio service licensees and operators may not use radio equipment to commit or facilitate criminal acts. The Enforcement Bureau of the Federal Communications Commission issues this enforcement advisory to remind licensees in the amateur radio service as well as licensees and operators in the personal radio services, and the commission prohibits the use of radios in those services to commit or facilitate criminal acts. The Bureau has become aware of discussions on social media platforms suggesting that certain radio services regulated by the commission may be an alternative to social media platforms for groups to communicate and coordinate future activities. Um, Okay, so you can't make me responsible for a group of people who decide to announce they're getting together here on the radio station. Hope you understand that. Uh, the Bureau recognizes that these services can be used for a wide range of permitted purposes, including speech that is protected under the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. Amateur and personal radio services, however, may not be used to commit or facilitate crimes. Um, as long as I don't say it, um, but if something were to happen to say, okay, so there's a big gathering uh, downtown and, uh, you know, it's uh, for Summerfest and there's a crime that's committed over at Summerfest, I can't be responsible for the crime that's committed at Summerfest. Like, it just doesn't happen. Oh, there's a gathering to show our support for the First, uh, Second Amendment. Uh, you can't say, well, if somebody got shot at a Second Amendment thing, uh, that I could be responsible for what happened at a Second, Second Amendment gathering. You know, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter if it was or if it wasn't political. Summerfest, you can construe as political. Uh, plus, you'd have to qualify the, uh, the uh, speech in question. So you can't make people who are communicating any form of communication and hold them responsible for the things that are of the public domain. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. I think the, the domain, like anything mm-hmm. in the public domain, we have a, a, a responsibility to communicate things that are happening. If I talk about the news, is that facilitating a personal uh, act? That's been so, the like, argument where all do along. You, where do you draw the line? Yeah. You, you simply cannot. So this is coming out. Um, no doubt this is just used to quell. Is it actionable? No. Is anything going to happen? No. Uh, you can't yell fire in a theater. Um, you can't use your um, quote unquote power to do certain things. So uh, th- that's absolutely ridiculous. So there's lots of things that are there. And what happened with War of the Worlds? <laughs> I mean, seriously, well, people did go reasons, crazy. That's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. Ravage, not ravish. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. Brandon says, thank you. Thank you for all you do, Eddie. I stumbled upon the Liberty Ladies a month or so ago. That's not right. All I heard was Eddie and this Eddie and that. The talk was so positive, I wanted to give it a listen, and I've never turned away. Your app is all I listen to now, and not watch on the Rock of and now watch on RockofTalk.tv on the app. I try to hear it from all angles, but your product is solid. Even with all that's going on in this country, the wife and I have decided to open up another business. You're my man. Yay! I love this that's guy. That's great. That's what you got to do. Open it up. Believe in yourself. Push. That's right. I will definitely be using your station for marketing purposes when we get to that point. Thank you for your inspiration. I know you will have my vote and support. That's awesome, Brandon. And I think what's really important is that you're deciding to do it in spite of what other people telling you no. Mm-hmm. You are going to win because you can sell. That's what a great salesman does is uh, even when someone tells them no, they still think they can do it. 
Uh, there's absolutely no mention of the state of emergency on Grisham's official New Mexico.com website. Can you check that down? Oh, I'll check What's it. up with that? She's going to play pretend and make, if she's going to play pretend and make believe she should at least update her propaganda page. That's awesome. <laughs> Good point. I love that. And I love, that's why I think my, uh, I had an uncle named Isidro. Great uncle. Uh, Eddie, Melanie Stansbury spent 700 K to take Jimmy Hall out and had 1.4 to campaign against others and Tom. She hardly spent any of it. There you go. I'm telling you, I think uh, that's good. Uh, love it. You're on a roll. Louie, uh, Brian says, California urges to stop 300,000 vaccines after some fall ill from the vaccine. That is from KT, K as in Kite, T as in Texas, S as in San Antonio, M as in uh, Midland, KTSM.com. Is my mind in Texas? Or what? No, I just did that on purpose. Uh, Texture is right. There's nothing on her homepage at all about this terrible, dire emergency of right-wing terrorists uh, lurking under every bed. There is. They did take the time to issue a statement on the passing of State Senator James White, though. So, you know, I guess they got the priorities. Uh, well, James White was an anti-Trumper. You knew that, right? Uh, well, he voted. He voted for a lot of bad legislation. Yeah, and White, said, but, but I mean, he can't vote for anything anymore. So, rest in peace, uh, Jim White. We certainly don't hope anything bad on anybody and. He died suddenly, um, was found, and uh, I guess um, after a few hours, but he had already had passed. Oh, she's made two statements on James White, uh, the, the statement on the passing and then ordering flags at half staff. Uh, meanwhile, nothing nice. on the right-wing insurgency happening all around us in New Mexico. Okay, well, that's nice. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, however you feel about any politician, anybody who served our state and the service of it, should be honored and uh, no, I agree. I just think the texture's point is well taken. If, if we're facing this dire emergency, maybe she should mention it on our website. Maybe right, maybe. yeah, precisely. All right, some of your uh, uh, chat uh, responses uh, here. Uh, wow. Okay, Eddie, I'm removing myself from your chat so I don't bring unwanted attention to you. I've listened to you the past five years. We'll continue to listen. Uh, taking in the shorts. I don't know what I, I don't know what did I say something? No, they just like they just like what you they like that phrase like you do. Oh, it's not what I wanted attention. Attention, I like that. Where did I say that? I well, you said it in the, in the four o'clock hour. I remember. Yep, I do too. Well, what was the problem? I don't have a problem with. You can say whatever you want. No, they, I think they like it. I, that's the way I read that text. Yeah, they've now okay, adopted your phrase. Yes, I don't get offended for anything, so forget that. But if you want to tell me how to do my job, I've got a problem with that. But if somebody's going to come and tell me how to the right way to hang the flag or any of that stuff, I'm the first guy that'll do exactly what you say. So. Trust me, I take everything uh, under advisement. Uh, Eddie, Rebecca Stevens even went against your impeach MLG campaign. She seemed to cause more trouble within the party. Not trustworthy. Yep, I would agree with that. And you have your moderate Democrats that aren't very supportive of Biden's policies. That will make a difference coming up in the midterms as well. So Michael's reading it. That's the paper. That really is it. I think you're going to have a lot of Democrats that are going to really walk away, and they're going to try to add a lot of sanity they're not going to like what's happened to the president. They're not going to like what's happened to their friends on social media who are Trump supporters. They're not going to like any of that stuff. So before you get a little bit too cocky and, oh, my God, the world's a better place. And I listen to NPR all day. And what are we going to do? Are we going to have a tribunal uh, for uh, for truth in media? Are we going to regulate? Like Before you think you're going to have any of that stuff, let me tell you, it. what did I say last week? I said it's going to be the blue dog Democrat supporters who are going to be saving this country. The people who are going to rebuild this country are the people who built it in the first place. It's the people of faith. will They built this country, and they will rebuild this country. Trust me. The only way you can build a country like this is to have people who have faith in a higher power, namely Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes. So just so you know, 
Next time you want to go ahead and try to knock my beliefs and what I think, those are the people who built this country. They came here to do a job so that they could celebrate their love for Jesus Christ. It's that simple. And I don't know why that isn't even getting showcased. So uh, let's see. Uh, Eddie says it was the FCC you read. Oh, that's totally fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm going to read an FCC, any type of thing that you guys have. We Absolutely. Um, someone sent you an FCC warning. That's what I meant. Trying to apply your show instigated problems. It's not you. I don't see that as wearing on me at all. So if I felt guilty about it, I'd be like, well, doubt. Uh, can you see where I have FCC problems with regard to something that I said? Oh, because Eddie believes similarly to Coy Griffin. Uh, he must be inciting violence. I mean, where's the inference here? Did none of you guys take philosophy 145, logic and critical thinking? Do you know anything about logistic syllogisms? Do you know anything about connecting the dots when it comes to logical thinking? You can't just... It's sort of like how we want to incriminate Trump. It's like, we believe that he committed these crimes, even though he didn't say it. We're going to take it off, and we think that we should gather to impeach him, and the court should give us a hearing immediately. Okay, why? Because you said so? Because you believe it to be true? In fact, let's go back to Coy Griffin's write-up uh, from the FBI. I believe it said believe. It didn't say was, didn't say fact, didn't say something happened. It says belief that something could might uh, potentially happen. That is not a reason to do anything. Doubt, I believe that you might harm me someday, so I'm going to get rid of you today. Uh, like, <laughs> what? Likelier to be the other way around. You, you know what I mean? That's like, that makes no sense whatsoever. We can't be walking around with this idea that somebody might harm us. Uh, what's the guy in the polar vortex uh, who created that whole entire thing? This is MAGA country. What's the, uh, the actor? I never watched the show. But he got thrown off the show. He got pushed out. And he was one of Obama's workers. Knows uh, Kamala Harris. Um, I forget what his name was. But he's basically, you know, said, well, because we believe that these are Trumpers, they, they must have been the ones who perpetrated this crime while I was heading out to go get my, my, my uh, Subway sandwich in the middle of the night. Okay, so let's go ahead and go run with it. If we would have ran with that, Jesse Smollett. That's oh, the oh, guy. Oh, oh, yeah. If, Je if we would have run with the Jesse Smollett story. Oh. We would have been putting people in jail. This is—is is this any different than than the cops? Maybe, maybe in some particular geographic area, who had an axe to grind, who were just looking to solve a murder and make some somebody responsible. Went and found the first black man and put him on death row because, yes, that was a black man. He did it. And we're like, well, now we got DNA evidence, so now we don't have to have that problem anymore. There has to be facts. We can't convict somebody without a trial. We can't convict somebody without evidence. That's really uh, all that is. Just because somebody believes it, you can't infer that actually something is going to happen. Oh, there's a potential, more likely, uh, could be. Does it mean it happened? No, not at all. Just like these guys who drive around here, and I called 911, I say, these guys are driving around, they're peeling out. And the first thing they ask me, is there drinks? Is there drinks? Well, I don't know. Why don't you go look? But it could be. What color is the car? Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> All right, back up the top of the hour, Fox News. You're listening to Fox News, ABQ.FM. Day 229CL, 93.7 FM. And AM 1600, KIVA, Albuquerque. More than 3 million cases of COVID-19. I'm Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. California, the first state to reach that awful milestone, according to Johns Hopkins University. The state topped the 2 million Christmas Eve. U.S. COVID-19 cases are just shy of the 24 million mark, with more than 124,000 hospitalizations. There have been 397,600 U.S. deaths due to the virus. 
Fox's Tanya Day Powers, the first case of COVID-19 was detected in California January 25th of last year. The state has recorded more than 33,600 deaths. President Trump has rescinded travel bans imposed due to the virus on most non-U.S. citizens arriving from Brazil and much of Europe effective January 26th. The restrictions end the same day that new COVID test requirements take effect for nearly all international air passengers arriving in the U.S., though a Biden spokeswoman has tweeted the incoming president does not plan on lifting those restrictions. President Trump is expected to pardon or commute the sentences of between 50 and 100 people in his remaining days in office. Rapper Lil Wayne, who pleaded guilty to a weapons charge last month, is expected to be on the list. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange not expected to get a pardon. It's still unclear whether former Trump advisor Steve Bannon, charged in a fraud probe, will get a reprieve. Republican Senator Lindsey Graham has said the president should not give pardons to those who stormed the U.S. Capitol. Fox's Rachel Sutherland, First Lady Melania Trump, delivered a pardon video message as she prepares to leave the White House, saying it's been an honor of a lifetime to serve as First Lady. I have been inspired by incredible Americans across our country who lift up our communities through their kindness and courage, goodness and grace. And Mrs. Trump said no words can express the depth of her gratitude for being able to serve. America is listening to Fox News. The Rocket Mortgage Super Bowl Squares sweepstakes is back. It's the largest official game of Super Bowl Squares ever with millions of dollars in prizes. And best of all, it's free to enter. Every score change, someone wins $50,000. Just enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com and it could be you. Touchdowns, field goals, safeties, extra points. Every single score change will draw one lucky winner from the square to win $50,000. Plus, two grand prize winners will win a half a million dollars they could use toward their dream home. One way to enter, two ways to win. See rules and enter for free at RocketMortgageSquares.com. Then tune into the Super Bowl on February 7th to see if you bring home some dough. Rocket Mortgage, official mortgage sponsor of Super Bowl 55. No purchase necessary. Legal residents of 50 U.S. And DC of age of majority. Ends 2 4 2021, 11.59 p.m. Eastern. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states, NMLS number 3030. The NFL entity is defined in the official rules, but not offered or sponsored this promotion in any way. And arrested after he was found living in one of the country's busiest airports. Prosecutors say that 36 year old Aditya Singh arrived at O'Hare's Terminal 2 on a flight from LA in October and reportedly saying that he was so afraid to fly because of coronavirus that he stayed there and lived inside the airport's security zone ever since, surviving off of other passengers giving him food. Singh's attorney says he doesn't have a criminal record, though he was found with an airport worker's misplaced credentials. Now faces criminal trespass charges and misdemeanor theft, Singh's also been denied his lawyer's request to allow him to fly home while the case works its way through the courts. Jeff Manasso, Fox News. North Dakota's Day Rep. Kerry Jones is apologizing for sending a QAnon video to all state lawmakers over the weekend. He said he mistakenly thought it was a message from President Trump. Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny has been jailed for at least 30 days. He was arrested upon his arrival back in Moscow last night after returning to Russia from Germany, where he had been recovering from poisoning with Novichok. The authorities accused him of violating the bail conditions of a suspended sentence. Western countries condemned the arrest and pointed out that work needs to be done to hold those who tried to kill Navalny responsible for that crime. The Kremlin's been mum, but Russia's foreign minister blamed Western countries 
for using this to divert from their own problems. Meanwhile, Navalny is calling his supporters to come out onto the streets because he says the only people who can defend Russians are Russians themselves. Amy Kellogg, Fox News. Canada's transportation agency will allow the Boeing 737 MAX jet to return to the skies beginning Wednesday after two years of government review following two deadly crashes that grounded the planes worldwide. Transport Canada made the decision on the condition that pilots are allowed to disable a faulty warning system. I'm Lisa Lissera. This is Fox News. All right, let's start hour number three, and we're going to put things together with starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande. It is already definitely getting cold. That the cold front to move in and out by tomorrow. 40% chance of snow, they tell us, even here in Albuquerque. 40 degrees now at the Santa Ana Star. 44 at Coronado Center and 43 at the Rock Talk. By the way, that's the feels-like temperature with the breezes blowing at about 15 miles an hour. Okay, what do we got on the roadways right now? I can tell you, for some reason, Manal is awfully crowded right now between Wyoming all the way out to just beyond Pennsylvania. I'm wondering if there might have been a small accident they finally got out of the way, and now the traffic's trying to recover. Not sure about that. Also, do know that Gibson eastbound from I-25 to Yale, the left two lanes are closed down, and then up ahead about a quarter of a mile later at University, the right lane is closed, so it's kind of making your way through. Some would call it snaking your way through as you make your way towards the VA and to the airport. This traffic report brought to you by Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater. No dining inside, but you can enjoy takeout. And what a great meal deal they got going on for you right now. It's a family of five meal deal. And this is what you get. One and a half pounds of uh, meat. You get uh, 12 fresh handmade tortillas, rice, beans, cheese, chips, and salsa. Gosh, that sounds like it's good tonight. I think I want to check that out by going to family.enjoytakeout.com. With that, we are up to date now. Let's dive into the Rock of Talk. Albuquerque's macro-aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA. ABQ.FM on the app, where you can also watch us there on the little video screen in the app, believe it or not. And uh, you can also find us at rockoftalk.tv. Still waiting for the uh, links to, to be published, but... Roku, Amazon, you can see it right there if you see rockoftalk.com people or rockoftalk.tv, people like that. You can go to rockoftalk.com. I've done everything I possibly can. I don't know how much more I could be ready for the next administration other than what I've done. I have literally prepared everything. Hour three. You down, Muska, how are you? Oh, I'm in wow. a pensive mood, Mr. Aragon. I'm thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm, well, I'm trying to take your words to heart from last week about you know why did we allow all this social media nonsense into our life? I'm thinking about um, people I haven't spoken to, I should speak to, whether it's in person or I should send a long email to. Uh, I shut down my Facebook operation over the weekend. Um, wow. I'm looking right now at an article that just just distresses me enormously. KRQE pro- Puff Profile, local high school student uh, whose teacher introduced her to the issue of climate change, and now she is a climate change activist. She has gotten involved with several organizations like Fight for Our Lives. She led a school-wide climate strike in 2019, the director of college engagement at her charter school said he has been moved by the students' work, getting younger students at the school involved in social justice issues so it doesn't end when just she graduates. Well, uh, I was happy about the fact that she was, you know, complimentary about her involvement because I think we should always be involved with our youngsters, no matter what civic thing that they care about. It, yeah. yeah I mean, but, but the fact that it's value-laden in her response... Uh, 
the social justice, right? Isn't that what she just said? Yeah, I mean, how many, but see, my question is this, how many student activists are active in, uh, let's say, non-lefty causes? Are they getting a full picture? Maybe the one of the, one of the things you can do when you dial back your social media is figure out how you can be involved in uh, education, private school, government school, homeschooling to maybe give students a broader perspective. I'm, cer- mm. I'm sure this young girl has never read anything that Ooh. questioned the dominant narrative on climate change. She just all right. accepts so, it all. So you threw a lot out there, and I'm going to pick on you. <laughs> okay. can, we, can I pick on you? <laughs> it's your you show, threw out sure. three things there that I'm going to pick on Dowd, okay? So Dowd's upset because he says, he, he uses three things. He says, value-laden narrative, okay? Whose fault is that? Is that that student's? No, she's a kid. Nate, wait, wait, wait. She's I don't want you to answer the question. I'm uh, yeah. for the for there everybody out there. We know that you can answer it. <laughs> uh, is it is it is it her fault? No, it's not. The value laden has come from your input into the school system. Okay, so you have two two, and it's nature versus nurture, right? And in this particular uh, situation, it's nature. I mean, it's nurture because that's the environment that they're nurturing her in, and she is only being presented with a certain amount, but. There's a lot of things that go into that. There's the teachers' unions. There's a curriculum. There's where those teachers are educated. There's all these things that are factored into that, right? So instead of complaining and say, well, you know, how come she's not looking at the other side? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on doubt and say, yeah, well, you could say that, but whose fault is that? The fault is actually of the parents of that student, right, who they themselves might be indoctrinated, might indeed very uh, – might be uh, very into what she's uh, presenting. And that's that's fine, too. They're obviously um, entitled to their opinions, their political uh, angles. And if they want to go ahead and, and nuclearize it or weaponize it, as, as you say, and it's happening earlier, there's little that you can do to stop that. Now, do you want your children participating in, in an environment where 98% of, you know, let's say in the college, like I love picking on Cornell or Melanie Stansbury went, right? 98% when, uh, what's his name from the five, the, the good looking guy that was on Bill O'Reilly? Come on, help me oh, out. Jesse Waters. Jesse Waters. When Jesse Waters went to Cornell, 98% of the students, I mean, of the, the faculty had donated to what? To liberals. They donated to leftists. That's their agenda. So we become a product of our environment. Will the other side be presented? Not likely. So what do you do with your children and then? So just like social media, and that's where you went, right? You're pulling up the social media, and we know that social media has been weaponized. Nobody's telling you you have to be. There's nothing wrong with the, the Facebook in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with, with Twitter in and of itself. If they want to have their conversation, but we're going to have our conversation. So instead of complaining and writing about it, uh, yes, we got taken advantage of Yes, you're not a platform. They got criticized. You said, you're not a platform. You're a publisher because you publish the types of things that you want to and you ban everybody else. Then you say, well, I'm not going to reward you with my time, my information, my money, or my retweeting, re-Facebooking, re-liking, re-anything. I'm going to pull out. And you do that in a way that you don't complain about it. You just ignore it. What is the opposite of love? Indifference. Just get back to that. But it's small movements, very uh, there's a great book. You should look it up, Dowd. It's called Nudge. You guys have you guys heard of it before? Mm-hmm. It's a great book, and it just talks about the power of suggestion. If you're going to sell somebody, you sell them without letting them know that you're selling them. You nudge them into the direction to convince them so that they can take some level of ownership. 
Somebody will not buy from you. They won't try from you. They won't die for you unless they have some sort of ownership in the decisions that led them to that conclusion. So what do you do to get there? You don't tell them what to do. That's Michelle Lujan Grisham style. That's what liberals are running or leftists. I got to get rid of that liberal term. Sorry, Dowd. Leftists are doing. They're running around right now as we speak, and they're looking for new laws and 10 executive orders, and here's what we're going to do. And if you don't do what we say, then we're going to put you in front of a truth tribunal, and we're going uh, to purge Donald Trump out of you. Literally, I'm listening to NPR last night on 89.1 KNW. I want to make a dedication to my, to my lady Velma and give her all the, all the love in the world. I want to play Florida, those Florida. I was listening to that last night, right? The moth. Uh, moth, whatever. I was like, so I got my station going in over here in this room. I got the other station going in the other room with the NPR. And I'm like, are these people really saying this? Are they saying the people who raise children who are Trump supporters are bad people? Yes, they yes. were literally saying that. And I'm like, okay, what's the danger there? Is the danger in the Trump supporter or is the danger in the power of suggestion? And that's what NPR is really, really good at. They got it down to a science with a nice, even voice and the, the stylized uh, sort of music and the backdrops and the, sort of. the transitions. And what you're like, sort like, of saying is all sort of, sort of <laughs> you know, but what do you think really, Marliason, or what do you think really in all this? And how does it impact you? What's the impact of a, of a Trump presidency on future First Amendment? I mean, they're literally reversing it as they're saying it as softly as that. And you don't see it. And trust me, I listened to NPR for years. Okay. I, I was a Democrat. I understand all this kind of stuff. And it's always um, the it's always the the Alec Baldwin, the, the sweaty ball. Remember that? Do you guys remember all that? You'll love my sweaty yeah, ball. Yeah, you remember all that? You know, they were talking about that that was happening. Notice I can say that on here because we can say that anywhere, so we're not saying anything by saying that. So just so you know. And that's the way that they talk. They talk in this and they said, Oh, must be a good idea because she's not shouting it, she's not screaming it, she's not telling us what to think or what to do. And that's why Alex Jones is such a entertaining guy, but he is a very bad messenger. But in my opinion, he's a very good messenger, okay? I happen to like Alex Jones because nobody could say anything about Alex in a way that says that he does not believe what he's saying. And he hasn't researched it. Have you ever, have you known a person? I don't care if it's Rush Limbaugh, uh, Sean Hannity, uh, even Tucker Carlson. I don't know that there's anybody more well prepared than Alex Jones before he gets on air. He has a, a pile. I wish I could stack his pile of papers, but they're about that high on his desk. And he's got cameras on the papers, his sources quoted, his information right there. And he's looking in and out. And everyone's just trying to completely discount him. And how many of the things that Alex Jones has actually said have come to pass? A lot. And one of the things that Alex Jones uses to his advantage, like Glenn Beck, they're so afraid that they didn't get their bachelor's degree, that they didn't go to their education. Sean Hannity, same thing. Uh, same thing with Rush Limbaugh. Never graduated from college. But these guys are literally devouring copious amounts of information, regardless of their medical their qualifications, and they never got fully indoctrinated. The most brilliant people in the world who run some of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, Bill Gates, take out the value. Jeff Bezos, uh, take out the people from uh, the, from Google. Mark Zuckerberg, what what do we know about all these guys? What do we know about the people who are shaping thought? Why can they shape thought? Because they did not get indoctrinated. They didn't keep their kids in those schools and say, "Well, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm glad you got that degree." And uh, and uh, 
women's studies in uh, uh, cultural history of, you know, I don't know, whatever, Zamumafu, I don't know, whatever, right? Because these people got indoctrinated and it becomes that way. I took an anthropology class. Before I knew it, the words were just coming out of my mouth. They're just like regurgitating all this stuff. And it sounded so cool. And it's down to a formula. And I got a system. And here's how I'm organizing the world. And before I know it, I took the same anthropology class. And I learned that the constructs, the structural constructs as I'm listening to this stuff, while at the same time I'm helping everybody else in class, right, because I'm a fast learner, I go into this other thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the same exact mind constructs in this whole thing. And pretty soon we're all walking around repeating the same things to each other in the same constructs. It doesn't change. And then we're all trapped. And we're like, yes, I will take my kids to those classes. Yes, I want my kids in that type of school. Yes, I am going to vote for that type of president. Yes, I will buy that house. Yes, I will do what you tell me. Same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. That's exactly what you get. You got a bunch of talking heads talking to you. You run around, you repeat it, and you say it to yourself. And you're like, yes, 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 I got a job. I must be doing right. I must be doing the right thing. Then you get to the the end of your life, and you're like, well, what is my life anyway? Other than what people told me to do, and I never had one original thought. How many people like that do you know? Is it you? Are you that person? Likely because you listen to this radio station, it's not. I could go on and on on that rant. I feel like, uh, you know, uh, what's that guy's name on, uh, what's Matt Damon's part where he's talking about it? He says, yeah, but at least I'll have my own. I might be flipping burgers, but at least I'll be, have my, you know, have my own uh, original thoughts. Uh, That's what's key. Mm-hmm. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. I think you're a hey, Andy. I got on it tonight. Anyways, this joke. Hey, Joe, anyway, how are you? Keep it clean. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. You can always keep clean after one time. Well, maybe. <laughs> Anyways, hey, but you're, you're you're right. You know what? I mean, you've been the best warrior for. I'm not saying Trump, and I'm saying God. Okay, you've been the best warrior for our party, right? And you know what? I I wake up praying. You know, when I was younger, I was the best warrior he had. You know what I mean? To keep our keep us going forward. You know, and you are Eddie. So believe in your heart. There's a lot of people. I mean, I, I, I wish more more of us would be more stand up as you are. You know what I mean? Well, some and, of you have to work all day in a different field. So I, for by virtue of the fact that I happen to be tasked with the stewardship of this radio station and uh, sort of, you know, presiding over the information that comes through. And then, you know, I'm just in a fortunate, more fortunate position. That's all. I mean, uh, well, I don't. I don't. I, I, I. It's hard to be stand up when you guys are working eight to five every single day and doing what you do. So give yourself a little bit of credit here. Pick, get, picking up the phone after a full day of uh, of 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 slaying the dragon, uh, eight to five to make ends meet, and then picking up the phone to do it. That's that's a, that's real passion. Yeah, but that's that's a warrior, right? That's a warrior. Even though I, I'm an old warrior. Let me just kind of like doubt. <laughs> want to ask him a question real quick? Is, sure. But if you if you went if you looked at the statistics, you know what I said. Anyways, so is most is most Republicans like business people? Are they what is it? What there's there's got to be a fine. I mean a straight line between the parties, right? Well, are they people I don't. I think it's hard to oversimplify what they are and who they'll vote for. I would let me answer your question by suggesting that I think people are moving away from parties after this election because they know that if they get involved in the party apparatus that they'll be sold down the line and they won't follow through with what they need. So a lot of Republicans are obviously very upset at the fact that, you know, Mitch McConnell and various other 
Republicans have basically left Trump, you know, uh, you know, abandoned Trump uh, when when he needed them most. Uh, The Democrats, by and large, I think it's the same way when you've seen the Democrat Party sell out to the progressive bullies, the squad, Bernie Sanders, um, the young voters. And there's a lot of older Democrats who believe, you know, in much the same way that John F. Kennedy believes and 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 were raised in that sort of type of I would even go so far as to say Jimmy Carter. And, you know, they're willing to move away from. That I would say Kennedy as well, the uh, the the lion of the Senate, yep. right? Like yep. I think they move away from that. So you know there isn't any one or the other. I think I think uh, parties are now starting to sort of outuse their um, their usefulness. Uh, or yeah, you know, I, I think we're at that point. And I think the man who demonstrated yep. that most readily was a man who was part of the Republican and the Democrat Party, and that was Donald Trump. Donald Trump yep. literally destroyed the Republican Party before he got on stage, took the Republican Party with him, created the most amount of money ever uh, raised in the Republican Party. And then the Republican yep. Party, what did they do? The opportunists that they were took all the money, used it for themselves and left him uh, and abandoned him. And now they're trying to rebrand the Republican Party into what they think the part, the, the into what they think. And, and, and watch what I do here, Joe, watch what I do here into what they think the Democrat Party wants the Republican Party to be. Most Republicans don't realize that the Democrat Party is telling the Republican Party what their values should be. And the true Republicans and conservatives are like, no, we're not going to stand for that. We're going to continue to advocate for the things that we were advocating before. But the opportunist Republicans, and we'll call them the country club Republicans, want to be cool with their quote-unquote Democrat friends and want to be liked by them. So they're going to say, well, we'll modify what we need to do. So we and they'll put it on so we could work together, so we can yep. unify, so we can do that. So I would be careful about trying to figure out parties at this point. I think things are yep. going to be in flux for the next twelve to eighteen months. Uh, I would right now. I would not donate to any Republican. I would not donate oh, to any yeah. Democrat. I yep. would not. I would hold on to your money because you're going to need it. And uh, oh. who knows how much you're going to be fleeced for? They already have your. Uh, routing number and checking account number if you took the money for there. They already have your social media profile. They already have your phone number. They already have your home mortgage if you took out a mortgage in the last two and a half years. Like the government owns you. And whether it's the Democrats or Republicans at this point, it's the same party. It's the Uniparty. In fact, I saw a great graphic of a rhino uh, turning around and kicking like a donkey. And it was a rhino front and a donkey back. And I'm like, like, that's the one little picture that made the most amount of sense to me. So I don't think that people yep. identify uh, anymore with Republican versus Democrat as much as they identify with, are you pro-American or are you anti-American, given what we've yep, seen exactly. in terms of the demonstrations? That's exactly right, Eddie. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, you're the, you've been the strongest warrior in our state, as far as I look at it. You know, I mean, and I know you have the, the, the room and you have the means to talk. But, I, I mean, I think all the other Republicans that stand up like me, should having a voice, you know, come on, have a voice. Come on, you know, back it, back it, back it. Come on, back it, you know. Well, I think we have to, I, we I have really, to, we have to do what's right. And I think that has uh, disappeared. Oh, yeah. As I told a caller uh, last week when she called in and she, she said literally as she was dealing with her tenants was, well, I have to do the right thing. And we don't see that any longer. That has just totally disappeared. What's the right no, thing yeah. to do? But one thing that we can see with regard to America, our beautiful, she's beautiful, our beautiful country, is that Donald Trump put her first. He, tre- he treated America like a lady. 
And he yep. gave, you know, I think, I think that's the way to think about this right here is he did what was best for America. He didn't, uh, you know, but now we're getting, pardon the expression here, but now, uh, you know, the Democrats are going to come and pimp us out to the rest of the world, to China, to international relations. Dow, do you like that, what I said right there? Because that's exactly true. I think we're just yeah. going to get pimped out to the rest of the world, and I think that's the way it's going to work. So there you well, go, Joe. You know, I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate uh, you very much. Thanks for calling in, as always. You guys have a good one. All right, Bye. you too. Joe's Thanks, a good Joe. guy. So, um, but I yeah. think you made a good point, though. I mean, I, it, you if if you thought that demographic groups were locked into Team Red or Team Blue, I think Donald Trump really shattered that. Yeah. Uh, and the idea that you couldn't, the Republican Party had lost, you know, white union workers. Well, what did Trump do in 2016? He brought a lot of those guys in the upper Rust Belt over the exit polling from 2020 when we were told, oh, you know, Trump is racist, the bigot. He ended up doing better in a lot of those more diverse groups too. Yeah. Um, so you can get sort of lost in the in the racial and the religious bean counting. And, right. Um, don't uh, don't do that. And we're we're in a we're, we're in a weird period of flux in our country. And I I don't know where we're going. I've never seen it like this. Yeah, I'm still I don't, trying to find my way. I don't think we will see it like this again either. But I think this flux is going to you know going to uh, persist uh, like this for the next twelve to eighteen months for sure. Uh, and at least uh, so it's not going to be ending anytime soon because there's going to be a lot of blaming of Trump as long as they can and as long as you enable that. And what you have to say is, well, hey, Democrats, you guys had it for the previous eight. Now you have it for the next four. Uh, all we had was positive GDP growth and all these other things. And we've now found out that the uh, pandemic was more of a planned pandemic and uh, the vaccines aren't working. And Fauci's behind you, Biden, not behind uh, Trump. So, you know, people aren't stupid. You can fool some of the people, you know, some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Uh and certainly, I think the American people are going to be looking for real answers uh, moving forward. I think people are going to be working harder, um, sort of like, you know, everyone loves eating oranges, right? But somehow, you know, I don't know why a pomegranate is so incredibly satisfying. You're like, oh, my God, you got that little piece of juice. And think of your news that way, right? You're like, oh, my God, I can peel the orange and I'm done. I eat it and I devour it and I'm done in three minutes, you know? Everybody loves eating like that. Okay, but you go into the pomegranate, you're like, okay, well, I like that, but it's just such a pain in the butt, and I'm only going to eat it once or twice. Well, now the fruit you're eating, and make that the metaphor for news, is going to be the pomegranate. You guys are going to be working hard to go ahead and create this disjointed news information, and you're going to try and share it. But instead of you sharing it on social media or anything else, you're going to send an email. Do you remember when we used to do that in the 90s? And then you're going to go back to talk radio. Remember when we used to do that in the uh, 80s? Uh, then you're going to go back to your TV. Remember when we used to do that in the 70s? The reset is going to reset our, and I believe that we're going to go more towards live stuff. I believe that we're going to be driven more by our own decisions. We're not going to be fooled by the media uh, any longer. I think, you know what's really going to change? Here's what I, this is totally out there, and I'm going to tell you about the future of Trump here for the last uh, 10 minutes and a couple of other things. Uh, your calls, you're uh, welcome at uh, 550 uh, Rudy, do I need to do anything with traffic? Nope, yes everything's no? good right now. Okay, so um, I think music's going to change like that. Music. What has shaped more culture than anything else? If you had to really think about it, is it TV? Everyone's sitting there watching on CBS Saturday night, Archie Bunker, the Jeffersons, all that stuff. Did that changed culture that as much as maybe the music surrounding that, you know, the coming out. And I was watching, you know, because I need to veg out. So I was watching some... Some, um, you know what's going to save humanity? As I was, I was t 
texting my uh, friend Chris Boros on, on Sunday morning. I said, you know what's going to save humanity? Music. The only thing that can save us. Nothing else can save us. Go watch Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Forget about some of their late uh, anti-Trump stuff with the Gil, you know, David and, and the rest of the, the crew that's there. Just listen to those albums. I'm going to go listen to Pink Floyd tonight. That's what I'm going to do because I don't know what it is about that music, but it completely and totally centers me. Same thing with Led Zeppelin. But here's what I know about those two artists, okay? You can't place those two artists in time. They're sort of crushed, okay? They're sort of crushed in this decade. Now, what you can place disco music you can definitely place 80s pop music, right? We know that. You can definitely place Nirvana, and you know exactly what year it was when that music's coming out. Uh, you can play, you know, Britney Spears. You can go into the 2000, and you can go Rob Thomas, Matchbox 20. Don't try to find it. I mean, this is like it's just all my stuff that I was thinking of. But Led Zeppelin is classic. It's timeless. It's perfect. Pink Floyd is classic. It's timeless and perfect. What's so amazing about those two groups? You want to know how many chart-topping hits those groups had? The answer is zero. None. None. It is the most listened to music and considered the greatest bands of all time, and you can interleave the classical music notes of all of those with the cultural references, and that music is going to change us. And the reason being is we're not creating a song or, oh, that's a one-hit wonder or whatever. That's what Joe Biden is. That's what all these politicians are. They're a bunch of one-hit wonders that have your immediate attention because you're lost in their news cycle. You need to start listening to albums. You need to start listening to the concept behind that album, how someone got moved, how we got on this, where the music started coming in. You listen to some of the uh, audible clips that are shining in and out of those, and you're starting to look at them, and you're saying, well, oh, wow, this is about something actually much bigger. They're actually making some references to George Orwell's 1984. But I don't have the damn time to sit there and read a 150-page book. But I definitely have time to listen to Dark Side of the Moon. I definitely have time to listen to Pink Floyd the Wall. I definitely have time to go back to that time and reference that and interleave that with my film. So that I have a better understanding of what happened to us. And you know what's happening right now? And Netflix knows this because I'm on to them. And I don't have Netflix. I'm about to get rid of that Amazon Prime account as soon as I can find a better source for my stuff, which isn't going to be YouTube, by the way, because I don't want anybody tracking my um, media consumption habits. I think that's the most dangerous thing. Telegraphing what we're thinking, going out there. You know, that's, that's really worrisome to me. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. What's on, uh, you know, the FBI is going to be vetting these National Guard troops, uh, you know, Corporal, uh, Corporal Dixon. Uh, what's the last five movies that you watched? Well, we don't want you going to Washington, D.C. You're going to get demoted. Like, how far are we away from the thought police? Mm. We're just, we're right, right there. But back to the uh, action as far as albums. Understanding their historical place, what's behind those albums, what those bands were doing, what were they thinking, how were they reacting to the news of the day because those albums stand the test of time. They're not a product of that time, 
They're in reaction to. They're counter-cultural. You are counter-cultural conservatives. Exactly. That is what's happening right now. You are the counterculture. Yep. If you wanted to be Woodstock, if you ever envy those people, that's where it's going to get you. Right and now. let me tell you, the music that you're hearing right now, it's dissonance. It's noise. It's combo. It's rap rock. I mean, they were slamming into the sandwich that tastes like you know what. And you're like, well, you know what? It's got that little... You know, a little thing that keeps all the music connected in and out of it. But am I really getting anything or am I connected to that little thing that connects me? And if you notice, you start to listen to all this music. And if you go to the top 10 for Billboard, uh, go to top 10 for Billboard real quick, Dowd. And I haven't looked at it. So do we still even have the Billboard top 10? That's a, so he's answering the question in a different way. But that would be the way to answer that question on first pass. But if tell me if you recognize any of the artists, read the top 10 artists. Okay, we got the hot 100. Just uh, the top ten. Uh, I don't even. I can't tell the difference between the, the act and the song. Okay, number one. Boom, two. Okay, <laughs> that's the second way to answer that. Uh, continue. Okay, uh, number, number one, one is Mood Twenty Four Golden featuring Ian Dior. I have no idea okay, what that uh, is. Always a lot of featuring this that. Uh, yeah, what else? Yeah. Uh, number two, Positions Ariana Grande. I have heard of Ariana Grande. Yeah, because she did something anti-American in a donut shop. Uh, <laughs> and next one, uh, Blinding Lights, The Weekend. I don't. I don't know any of that. That's a good that song. Is. That's that's probably the best song that I know. It's got the best, and then they use it. And what what do they do a lot? What do they do a lot with the new music? Auto. They didn't always used to do. Yeah, well, they do that, <laughs> but that's that's really like 15 years ago. What do they do with the music now? What's really interesting about the the music they do now? They immediately, as soon as it comes out, and if it works on people, uh, advertiser will come and buy that, and then they'll amplify it. That mm. didn't happen before used to create different jingles and tunes for that. So the music immediately becomes commercialized and associated with a product. So the weekends, whatever that song is, is now associated with something that was, that's now playing with the NFL. That's getting you to make a commercial decision. Now, next one, uh, number four, Holy Justin Bieber featuring Chance the Rapper. I've heard of Justin Bieber. I don't know. A lot of featuring Chance the Rapper compilation. We got pop used with, uh, rap. Okay. Just, Dissonance, more noise. Uh, number five, Go Crazy by Chris Brown and Young Thug. Never heard of... There you go, Young Thug. I mean, you're on top yeah. of this. <laughs> uh, number uh, you six. cannot tell Young Thug from uh, Lord, Lord, Lord Jug. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You would not be able to tell the difference between uh, either two. Any, any of this sound familiar, Rudy? Just not even uh, uh, Anyone, number six by... I do know... I've heard the words Justin Bieber. That's number six. Uh, number seven, Levitating... Dua Lipa featuring Dua Lipa. the baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, she's got no some. She's got some hits. No idea. Yeah. Uh, number eight, laugh now, cry later. Drake featuring Lil Durk. I yeah, Drake always featuring and uh, Drake from hailing from Canada. A lot of culture, a lot of involvement, and a lot of ownership in various products that you have. Nine and ten. Uh, nine is Bang by AJR. I have no idea who. Pretty AJR much all is. the same music all the way through. And then. I I hope by Gabby Barrett featuring Charlie Puff. Okay, uh, Charlie Puth, yeah. No, 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 my girl. Yeah, the girlfriend song. I mean, I'm like, so I know this because I pay attention to a lot of pop music because you're hearing like what people are thinking and it's all about relationships. Every single one of those, there's no theme. There's nothing talking about politics or nothing talking about anything that's referencing. But if you go deep down into many of these lyrics or you go into these concept albums that you're getting from Pink Floyd, like this is heady stuff. Like you're not just going to kind of get there. And what's going to unify us? It's not going to be just country music. And it's not going to be rock and roll. 
all the time. It's going to be a compilation of that, and it's going to be bringing it together. Now, between conservative media, and I got to say, let me go back to OAN. Let me go to, yeah, all the songs run together. Uh, go, go to OAN, Newsmax, and what is the other Real one? America's Voice. Real America's Voice. The people there are ugly. Conservatives got to find a better way to market, okay? You got a lot of ugly people. They might be smart, but you can't look at the TV. They might as well be on radio. Dead serious. Not a whole lot of minorities. Just saying, you got your token here, token there. I'm not seeing any token Hispanics on there. There's no Hispanics on any of these uh, these news sources. Just just another just another FYI. You know who was winning all these conservative seats? It was Asian, believe it or not, Asian and Hispanic conservatives. When we were flipping those seats, we were flipping those seats and, and a couple of black conservatives when we were flipping those seats. Pay attention to that. So do, does the Republican, let me ask you something about liberals. So the liberals come out and say, you know what? We got to be cooler. We got to be cooler. We got to, you know, they, no way. they don't even say it. They're just like, we just are. We're cooler. Conservatives got to come out and like, stop acting like we're not cool at all. We got to just go out and be cooler than they are. And now this chance for countercultural, do you see what I'm following? We got to come up with our own music. You know, that, that one guy who's playing and they're stealing palace full of ballast, it, you know, kind of a little something like that. It's like, Oh yeah, he's talking about that. He's thinking about that. Why don't we help out? Why don't we get more people talking about what's happening? Problem is, is that is starting to escape us. And one of the reasons it's starting to escape us is because we've allowed them to determine what's cool and not cool. We allowed them to bully what's cool. Remember, uh, what is that called when you uh, borrow, pro appropriate? <laughs> Are you appropriating that? And they say, oh, this conservative is going to try and pass himself off as something that is cool. Can't be cool. You want to know why Tom Brady's? You want to know why Tom Brady's the most hated guy there is? And Tiger Wood is 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 hated. And and by the way, both of those guys pretty conservative. Although uh, Woods was rumored rumored to be a, an Obama supporter. These are multi multi millionaires because people think they're cool. Those sports figures are cool. They're the best at what they do. Tom Brady, you see the class act that he displayed yesterday, what he was doing with Drew Brees out on the field. It's like, oh, that's cool. He's the greatest of all time. I love, I love Tom Brady. I want to see more and more Tom Brady. How much Tom Brady can I get? Tom, 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 Tom. Seven touchdowns or seven Super Bowls, Tom Brady. You're like, oh, those liberals, they hate Tom Brady. I was sitting watching the New York Giants the Super Bowl versus uh, the New England Patriots. I remember going to him. I was hanging out with a bunch of liberals. They were, who were who who my friends? Incidentally, oh, they just all they cared about was Tom Brady losing. They didn't care about New York Giants winning, but they didn't want Tom Brady to get another one. And if Tom Brady won, it was cheating. Like that's their concept because most of these people, especially from the loser left, that's a better way. LL, LL, loser left, right? No achievement in their own personal life. They got there because of the help that they got. They think that you got there because somebody helped you. That's their culture. They can only project what they've come to know. So they're not going to let you get away with cultural appropriating something. So we got to come up with our own stuff. That's cool. Okay. And it can't be all just focused around 
Well, I don't want to get be more specific than that, but I kind of just want to want to leave that there. I have a couple of things, uh, Rudy. Anything else before I wrap it no, up? No, traffic with, is really good. It was just the day off, so nothing happening out there. Okay. Um, five finger death punch. Watch them. Watch them. Watch those videos. Pretty good stuff. Okay, so Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the greatest president that this country has ever seen. It wasn't for the media. It will go down like that. Before I die, he will be ranked in the uh, top five along with Lincoln, Lincoln, George Washington, um, Ronald Reagan is the best presidents of all time. Okay, it's just it, that'll happen. Probably not until my deathbed. It'll be sitting there. It's like who's on the who's the greatest presidents of all time? It's going to be Donald Trump. He'll <laughs> be right there. He's going to be like, yep, history has shown given what he's exposed, but. I don't think that there is a political future for Donald Trump. And I don't think he much needs one either. In fact, I believe our greatest president never needed to become president in the first place. I believe that our president, I know that our president was a gift from God. Before you roll your eyes and dismiss me and try to put the scarlet S and nail me as crazy, let me say this. The record will speak for itself as long as it's not rewritten or gets erased. You could look at economic productivity. You could look at things from a social construct. You can look at it. And what I believe a lot of liberals look at it, war. Where did all these liberals come out of? The reactionary way. What did they do? They came out of Woodstock. That was in direct response to who? Well, those were two Democrats that started that war. Did anybody forget? You gotta, you, you gotta really watch that McNamara movie with John F. Kennedy and and I don't know if you've ever seen it. You know who McNamara is, Robert McNamara, right? One of the best movies that I've I've ever seen, with best documentaries ever. Just talking fog about the war. fog of war. Yep, there you go. And your president, President Donald Trump, never started a war. Did he put you in harm's way? Did he get you involved in some sort of mega crisis? How many terrorist attacks happened on American soil? I can't think of one. I can't even think of one. Peace through strength. Economic growth, free markets, deregulation, getting government out of the way, making our borders more secure, not signing on to international pacts, which would induce economic hardship and have us go back to NATO, making them all pay their fair share. I mean, I don't know how many demarks you have for how wonderful our president performed over the last three years. But we're going to talk about them tomorrow because we're going to celebrate Trump tomorrow. It's his last day in office, his last full day in office. If I could have him on, I absolutely would, but we'll do the next best thing, and we're going to rifle off his accomplishments. And we are going to celebrate and be proud of a man who didn't do and did do all the right things and didn't do any of the wrong things, in my opinion, yet still got chastised by it. I did this before, and I know, Rudy, you, you listened to this part, and we've got another minute here, um, early on the show, and I've compared um, Donald Trump to Jesus Christ. Somebody say, that's sacrilege. How could you do such a thing? Who, who took on the most amount of abuse? Who got unjustly crucified and killed 
there you go. Did it for the betterment of this country, and obviously Jesus Christ did it for our salvation and to wipe away our sins. There you go. I'll be back tomorrow. I would like to keep going, but I'm going to let these these cats get out of here. Um, I'm going to go listen to some uh, some Pink Floyd. In fact, <laughs> I don't feel like listening to, to Bill O'Reilly tonight. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to I'm going to continue here. I'm going to play some. You guys, I'm going to maximize my screen. You guys just head out. I'm going to keep doing the show here for 15 minutes, just based upon that. And down, you have a safe trip home. Uh, Rudy, you do the same. You can stick around. But um, <laughs> seriously, go watch go, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Jump onto that 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 album. I'm I'm telling you. It's really something. Now, I got into the whole background of, of some of these guys and some of the symbolism and stuff. I'm not happy about it. I got to say, I'm not happy about it. But um, I'm going to just play a couple of couple of things here. And you can listen better on the app, of course, on the uh, dark side of the moon. But I'm going to uh, play part of the album. I just want you to want you to guys to, to listen to a little bit of it. Rudy, are you familiar with it at all? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're you're really in really in touch with this, huh? Uh, not really in touch, but I remember back in the uh, 70s, I certainly was. Okay. That was great stuff. Yeah, really, really good. So we're going to play a little bit of that. And, and usually uh, I used to have darks. I used to have all these albums like in my range and I just played Led Zeppelin, you know, all the old classics and a lot of a lot of Pink Floyd. Take a listen here. We're just going to go ahead and bring this in. to say here this for all of our audience yeah and some of you guys are listening on the am this is actually how it played back then back in the back in the day yes because there was no fm it was just am radio right and people loved this yeah so take a listen you're listening to it in its original state on am radio listen
about you Rudy but I mean that stuff is uh, spot on and listening to it in AM so uh, just kind of interesting there but um, and people used to say that the reason that those songs were so kind of unintelligible they couldn't really understand them they said all those guys were just they were it was a drug trip they were on no in fact they threw the guy Sid out of their band because he was on drugs. That's my point. Pink Floyd exactly was the, exactly the uh, opposite. Paul, well, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, uh, that, 
uh, when, when this music came out, I was in high school, and the first song you you uh, played reminded me of Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado. First time I went to school with in a, in a pre-college program with Native Americans and Hispanics all together, and you know. It, Different songs have different memories uh, attached to it, but uh, Led Zeppelin and, uh, and Pink Floyd, my brother had their albums and their eight tracks, so I equated it with pot smoking because he was a pothead and a half. But then as I got older, uh, I got really into uh, Floyd and, and Zeppelin, like like you. It, you know, it's just awesome music, awesome lyrics, and uh, I, I just shook, shook my head and wondered why I was so against it. Maybe my brother tainted it. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, that's really important, Michael, here is that the music really is timeless. You can't place it as far as time. You don't know the years. Most people don't know if it was late 70s, early 80s. None of it charted. None of it went into the billboards. But these are considered the greatest albums of all time. And hardly anybody's giving any of this music uh, its due. Um, and still to this day, there's some of the considered the best bands. In fact, when you look at the top five bands, it's you know, Beatles, Stones, you know, Floyd, Zeppelin. I mean, those are the bands that are named. And and uh, of those, when you think about it, it's really only the Beatles who had all the chart-topping hits. Everything else was uh, more culturally influenced. Their impact, their T-shirts, their, their posters, their concerts that people went to. I mean, really, it's got to happen on that level. Yeah, it's just like it's just like well, being married too. I, I went through, through uh, two marriages, and the only thing I remember is 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 uh, is, is like uh, is that is that timeline that I was in, like with my first marriage, or second marriage, and then my uh, first wife moved back to Albuquerque, and I was quoting all this stuff that happened with that when we were in that marriage in that in that decade, those decade, that decade. Yeah, exactly. Good stuff, Michael. You doing good? Thanks for calling oh, in. Fine. Yeah, by and Andy, yeah, just listening to you every day. Yeah, you're awesome, I, man. I, I, you know, I wish I wish we had more radio stations, more hosts that that could. Uh, you only need one. Just come here, and now you can see us on your mobile app. Download the app, uh, ABQ FM. Okay. All right, fine, and Andy. All right, brother. Take care. All right, take care. Uh, creator, creator, be with everybody. All right, I love that, Michael. Michael's a good guy. Uh, Call, you're in the Kiva. Go ahead. Going once, going twice. Call, you there? You there? No, guess not. All right. So, uh, anyhow, uh, let me read all, all these uh, text messages. You guys are reacting to the uh, music set there. Uh, Led Zeppelin, no quarter, got to play it. Kiva theme. Um, I like my favorite. My favorite is uh, Bonham's drums on uh, Fool in the Rain, and then it's just one of my favorite songs. It's like, I know it's later Zeppelin, but it's still, you know, right there uh, for me. Um Let's see. In 1970, I listened to several great FM stations from New York City and others. They would play a whole album, Stones, Lead, Beatles. Yeah, I mean, that was that was what people did. Remember that? You'd listen to a whole entire album, and then you'd have a lot of commentary. I think that moved us into the MTV generation, which is what I really was. Uh, so uh, Bruce says, best Pink Floyd song ever, Welcome to the Machine. Best Marilyn Fugazi song, Assassins. Okay, Eddie, check out Marilyn album, Fugazi. Margaret Thatcher era, also Merbles plus Fish Wilderness of Mirrors. So you, someone understood that better than I said it. Thank you. His most underrated accomplishment. You're welcome. I'm not sure what that is. Eddie, what is cool is we are not producing the music. Could it be the schools are teaching their different political sides? They're only one teaching one is there is no declaration of independence in our schools. Yep, that is uh, true. 
That is from Patrick. So true, Eddie. I was concerned that Pink Floyd prepped me for the psych ward, but Zepp gave me the strength to bust out. <laughs> good, good comment. What uh, a star this, amigos. Heard it, Greg. That's funny. Uh, Daniel's sending me. Oh, wow. Look at this. Someone just pulled me up on their Roku. Look at that. Oh, that's so cool. So it must have just hit. So there it is. Full and I'm going to watch Can it tonight when I get home. Whoa, look at that. Can you guys see that? Oh, there it is. Look at that. Someone just sent it to me right on their right on their phone. Look at that. So there we are. We are in people's living. Oh, wow. Also on someone's computer, too. Look at this. They can see see all of us. That's pretty cool. That's uh, that's from Daniel. Daniel, love that. Thank you for doing that. I'm going to, uh, well, I normally I would post it on social media, but I want to give social, a reason to send more people to social media and ensnare them. So if you're there, I don't mind that you're there. Um, but Eddie, some people got a little confused saying, oh, no, you didn't hear that on AM. That was the mid-70s. <laughs> well, here's the thing. In Albuquerque, the first rock station was a thing called The Crest. It oh, happened yeah. late December of 74. I remember it so well because that was I was in my senior year at Highland High School. That was the first rock station ever. That song that you just played there was on KQEO back in the day. Uh, so the, uh, K, the crest, which was KRS2, been there for a long time, used to have the most, uh, interesting logo. Do you remember? Everyone had that sticker. Do you remember what yep. it was? Well, it was a it guy was, with a flute. No, it was a goat. Part, part goat, part human. I don't know what that's called. Weird. Um, blowing a flute. Yeah. And everybody had it. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. There you go. So back when, well, that's when, uh, bumper stickers were the thing. Yeah, well, not anymore. So there we go. All right. Well, I'll probably have some of that pulled off of some of the social media as soon as you put on music or anything like that. But you know where it's not, you know where it is absolutely not brought down, and that is uh, uh, rockoftalk.tv. Let's get some of the uh, quick chats that are going up. Okay, okay, Eddie, I'm not leaving. I'm too easily indoctrinated. Uh, Jesse Smollett was the hate crime victim in Chicago. Thank you. How to win friends and influence people. Good stuff. Uh, Eddie, philosophy is not a requirement, but a choice of what is required to graduate. Um, I think it was required. Alejandro Jones, Alex Jones, check out Duke Kalena's pin tweet from 1721, where she outs her mother for being at the Capitol. Mom, who's an RN, lost her job because of her 18-year-old daughter. The comments are insane. So that is, um, I'll put it right there so you guys can see it. That's, that is insane. Wow, her mom outing her uh, daughter outing her mom. So Logic 101 is not a requirement to graduate. Uh, no, you can choose it from a list of classes with filled requirements to graduate, which I did. They're having a conversation. Uh, Cat Eat China, that's hilarious. Usually only pre-law students take. I don't think only. Uh, there's a link breaking down the political leanings of each career. Uh, Kim states, good point. There's uh, no more Dems versus Republicans. There's really not. People who are for the state and uh, people who seemingly are against the state. Uh, Eddie, are you for your child traffic? Are you, and you are for child traffic or not good versus evil? That was my turning point. Okay. I see what they're saying there. Uh, how to receive Russian citizenship. Such messages are coming from those who supported the Republicans who fear possible persecution because of their political views. I'm not heard of that. Uh, beautiful and melodious music. Music been listening. Oh, air supply. Someone, someone can always place that air supply. All right, folks. See you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. here in the Kiva. I'm going to listen to more Floyd.